Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from Ira's Toy Store, discussing the 1984 slasher film Silent Night, Deadly Night. This film is directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. from a screenplay by Michael Hickey and a story by Paul Kamey. Silent Night, Deadly Night boasts a twisted premise combining elements of slashers and psychology, all while being wrapped up in the subgenre of holiday horror. This film also caused quite a controversy, eventually getting pulled from cinemas just a couple weeks after its release. But thanks to its modest budget, Silent Night, Deadly Night was still able to turn a small profit, and despite a poor critical reception, has maintained cult status since its release. This film was the winner of our December Patreon poll, so thank you to all of our patrons who participated and voted. If you'd like to help us decide an episode, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash thepodmortem. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night. What were your first impressions on the film? I had always heard about this movie, but I never watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching it for the show. Uh, yeah, there's some things that are, you know, problematic in the movie, but I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> like, it was uh, chaos, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Um like I said, there are some things that are kind of like, ooh, but uh-huh. for the for a majority of it, I, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. I won't even lie. Um, it's clearly B-horror, and uh, <laughs> that's right up my ass, so I'll... Good. Ass. Okay, so... <laughs> no, you know what's funny is that as, as he was saying that he loved it, I was going to say, this movie seemed right up your alley, so it makes sense, well, and then he went with... It's <laughs> right up his ass. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this movie was great. I, I really liked it. I also, like you said, I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I was watching it for the show and the kids were still asleep and you were at work mm. and I texted and was like, you're going to fucking love this. Like, as yeah. I was watching it, I was like, this is right up John Paul's ass. Like, yeah, knew, well, knew. That's what you said back then, right? <laughs> well, you got to keep it close to you. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, there is a moment that we'll get to toward the beginning where I was laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Like, yeah. this was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I kind of just went in like, the only thing I know about this is the clip that we've all seen from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Right. See, and that set me up for false expectations. Exactly. So I was like, that's the sequel. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm just going to go in right. and, and look at this for what it is. And uh, to be completely honest, it does fall apart a little bit for me at the well, end. Yeah. Um, not the very, very end, but like leading up to the mm. end. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the very, very yeah. end <laughs> makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. But it's just uh, it's just a good time. It's not... We were talking about recording right now before we started, and it's not one of those... Now, what do you think is motivated? Like, it's, yeah, it's, this no. is just turn your brain off and mm-hmm. fucking watch some christmas horror oh, yeah. like that's all this is and also i was recommended in our discord mm-hmm. i don't know a few months ago the final girl support group by grady hendrix right and if i mean obviously if you're listening to this you like horror if you haven't read that book you really should because it's a play on final girls from like actual movies like with their own little twist or whatever mm-hmm. and one of them i could not figure out i was like this must just be for the right right book like grady hendrix just no it's from this so i was like oh fuck when i saw it so it was just a little added like easter egg that only meant something to me but i 
it was fun. No, I think that's great. It's funny to me because you're like, well, eventually he's got to make up his own yeah. characters, yeah, I'm right? Like, I mean, clearly. Like, no, no, he didn't. Because right. if, if I haven't seen it, this then can't it be never, from anything. Right. Yeah, it didn't this happen. This isn't real. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen everything. But no, I'm with you completely. I mean, I feel like its reputation preceded it mm-hmm. simply because of our, I guess, the meme ability of the sequel. Right. Absolutely. But if we've learned anything, sequels sometimes <laughs> are... very well, true. You can't hold a movie accountable right. by its sequel. No. Yeah, can't judge it by its sequel. And, and this one really, it had me for a bit because... Maybe not as far as like subtext, but right. I felt like they were trying to say something with it. Yeah. About, you know, I, I read a lot of think pieces and stuff right. about like childhood trauma and all that. Mm-hmm. Well. And I was like, you know, I, th- I, I see where they're going with right, this. Right. But then it just flat out lost me. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> That's like, because I was like, oh shit, this is deeper than I thought it yeah. was going to be. We're talking cause and effect. Yes. We're talking child psychology. See, I thought we're talking. I mean, but... there's a lot to be said here. And then it's like, okay, uh, never, never mind. mind. <laughs> I thought the same thing when yeah. I started the movie, that but as left. it went on, I was like, "Wait, never mind." All of that, <laughs> never mind. And it, and the thing is, is that they very easily could have maintained that. No, yeah, for sure, they and that's totally fair. I would have appreciated it if they uh-huh. had. Yeah, but it's like, no, we're using that to get us to this point, yeah. and now this is gonna be a fucking roller coaster until the All end. Right, that was just a start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like now that we've got you. Yeah, <laughs> but I did. Um, I enjoyed it to a point. I, l- I enjoy I like how holiday horror right yeah right. I do uh ho ho horror as I call it there you go. <laughs> that I really hope catches on <laughs> I think you've been trying that for a year it's been a full year <laughs> it's kind of like an um scary Christmas <laughs> uh, the ride in what was that house on haunted hill when he takes them up in the elevator yes, yes. yeah and they're just like oh man this is great and then no like, no, 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 no and dude's trying to jump not yeah. to die that works no it you doesn't you jump immediately before you hit the ground and you don't get yeah, liquefied I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. you know when you're gonna hit the ground it's a, it's guesswork you didn't expect this to happen either look here's all i'm saying <laughs> you give it five mississippis yes and, and you, <laughs> and jump. you jump every that's time it, yeah. that's the rule it's Got on the it. little like the okay. thing where they yeah, right. the check the elevator <laughs> <laughs> But I did want to get into, because the big thing about this film is really the controversy that surrounded the film. Yes. I read on the American Film Institute website, Mm -hmm. because I know you heard it mentioned it was pulled from theaters. Right, right. Two weeks it was in. that's crazy. It is. Basically, the controversy started because of the marketing. Uh Uh-huh. They had it to where they were only supposed to air these ads at night. Right. And then I guess a few of them aired during the daytime. Okay. Like during sitcoms and I guess football games. Okay. And kids see it. <laughs> yeah, but. Look, I don't agree with yeah. it. <laughs> like, it's but so, I, I mean, it, talk to your kid. Like just talk it's to your kid. It's not that hard. Oh, shit. There's something wrong. I don't mean to get on a soapbox here, but there's something wrong with the communication in your home. If your reaction to something being on TV or Uh out in the world isn't, okay, this is a moment to have a conversation with my kid. It's no, take that shit down. It's like, no, no. Do you want me to tell you what they did instead of having a conversation? They took that shit down. They took the shit down. (laughs) (laughs) They formed Citizens Against Movie Madness. Is a group Cam. that complains. Wow. <laughs> Cam. Yeah. Now I've also heard them called <laughs> Mothers Against Movie Madness. I don't know which is true. Ma'am-um. Both of them are terrible. Yeah. Um. It's just. Uh, 
I it's look, ridiculous. To I me. support the mom. Mothers against drunk driving. Of course, are mad. mad are, yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's one yeah. thing. That's but this. Come on, dude. These the, are movies. Just sh- fucking don't let your kids see them. Yeah, you don't watch them. It's an Stop R-rated it. movie. Talk to yeah. your kid yeah, for thirty I mean, seconds. I mean, what the fuck? Not for them. This is for grown-ups. They used Santa to kind of make you know right, do something right. different. Plus, you're a grown-up. You know. He's not real. Like you had to learn something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After they got the ads pulled, it was in theaters for two weeks. And then the, I think it was TriStar uh-huh. pulled it and they cited low box office performance. No, but that. So that was it's, a fucking yeah. lie. <laughs> it's definitely a lie because yeah. not only did it make its budget back and then some in that short period of time, but TriStar never even paid for this film to be made. Oh, get the fuck the out fuck? of here. Yeah, so they don't really have any fucking claim to that. The but hell? they sold it back to the producer under the condition that he would not release it again during the holiday season. Uh, it's a Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I so I don't know what the fuck they expected. Uh, I think he released it again the next May or something like that. And then it kind of gained a cult following on video. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I did want to talk about was Siskel and Ebert. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we all read about it. Yeah. Yeah. I found the video on YouTube of them reviewing it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. (laughs) And Siskel, well, we fucking talked shit about him before for Friday the 13th. Yeah. When he read her address on TV. I remember. Well, he said that any money made from this is blood money. And uh, fucking Ebert was like, I'm, I'm glad that you're calling because he called out the producers and everything by Didn't name. It? Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm glad you're doing it because, uh, you know, that they probably just made this movie, thought they'd make a lot of money and no one would ever know what they did. I was like, what? what make what a movie? What did yeah, they do? What did they yeah. do? Yeah, I, I know I'm speaking ill of the dead here, but uh, Man. fuck these guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't understand. Black Christmas was seventy four, and that's yeah. what I'm, I think like, I don't, I'm talking I, about. I, is it the visual Santa in his costume? I think that Merkin was Merkin fools. Is that but, the issue? How much in in nineteen eighty four? How much are they really showing on the on the TV commercials then, anyway? Come on, it wasn't get, Red Band. Right? That's what I'm saying. And <laughs> they then didn't go on real. YouTube. Fucking your dad's probably in the bathroom snorting coke and fucking the babysitter. <laughs> what? It's the eighties. You're really gonna complain about why that? is his dad Patrick Bateman? Well, <laughs> his dad's too busy being he's an eighties white guy. yuppie guy. Yeah, in, the, in a business he's suit. He's fucking peeling his ass. I'm simply. But you know what I mean? How are you going to be mad about this when at the time in the 80s, everybody was partying and fucking around and doing what it This is where you draw the line. Not that your cousin is fucking bleeding your family. I'm just saying. You're talking about (laughs) very personal things. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like at the time, like I said, I know again. Yeah, I know there's certain stuff in this movie that isn't cool. But again, you're going to be mad about a fucking guy dressed in a Santa killing people. It, it was when, all. It was. It was a lot of deflection, and so I mean, your family's perfect, and you need to find a way to maintain that perfection by pointing out how bad everyone else is. Yeah. It's the same thing with the satanic panic and everything like that. It's just like we need a villain to point at. Right. Like that, that's what it was at the yeah. time. And, and this time it's Santa Claus. And this yeah. time it's Santa Claus. <laughs> the thing was that's funny to me is that from what I read, like the protests bother them and everything. But TriStar was owned by Coca-Cola at the time. Yeah. And so 
they were like that polar bear yeah <laughs> you know, the fucking christmas thing like that's their bread and butter and if they have santa out here merkin fools they're like they the polar bear's gonna quit yeah, <laughs> down the polar bear's gonna quit yeah. it's just it's so ridiculous to me i i feel like all these things that i see with parents that are like no not like not in my neighborhood shit it's like just talk to your fucking kid yeah. dude talk to your kid for th- kids understand more than people want to give him credit for Mm -hmm. and if you're just saying look that's just a movie and they thought it would be scary to dress up santa and make him bad right right that's just a movie wait that wasn't the actual santa no (laughs) (laughs) now before we punish this film for being naughty we'd like to issue a warning for spoilers Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's deck the halls. So the film opens with the sound of a little girl singing the song, Santa's Watching. Now, this is not a real Christmas song. Well, it was upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed very creepy, like a little eerie. Mm. I read that a singer-songwriter called Morgan Ames Mm. wrote like 10 songs for this film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we hear like a bunch of different songs yeah, in yeah. this film that are clearly not real songs. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know we're not there yet, but there's a song that plays in the car at a certain moment yeah. that I was like, where the fuck is, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Is that one of the ones made? Uh, yes. For- <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> there's also one later on with the, the pool table, if you uh, understand. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Because those sounded like real old songs. <laughs> they, and I was because, I mean, we we've covered movies where they where they have older songs and they sound creepy the way yeah. they use them. I just thought this was the same shit. I was like, <laughs> where the fuck did you find this? I thought this was a legitimate Christmas carol. Yeah. I'm like, I, I've just never heard it yeah, before. Yeah. Well, because the wording and stuff in regular Christmas carols is kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about him seeing you when you're sleeping and when yeah. you're like i mean it's scary and I so looking at under this lens it's like well yeah of course it's horrifying yeah. is it unpopular to say he knows when you're awake is scarier than he sees you when you're yeah. sleeping <laughs> it's like, the word he knows. doesn't have to yeah. see you he's like he's awake yeah. <laughs> that's fucking frightening but we see a christmas wreath making its way closer to us in the dark and after a splash of blood accompanied by frenzied music we get the title silent night deadly night followed by the opening credits the music on the opening credits is very ominous but also mm. christmasy right yeah um i will say though that when the script flipped i jumped i hit the ceiling well it's pretty abrupt i was like oh shit we're just trying to listen to this little yeah. girl yeah. sing her heart out but i no. thought we were vibing but yeah. okay not so much I want to point out the score is composed by Perry Botkin Jr., whose father, incidentally, was the musical director for Bing Crosby. Oh, shit. Oh, how perfect. <laughs> so it, like, it just fits. <laughs> but I did read that he was an Oscar nominee 13 years before this. Damn. And his song that was nominated eventually became the theme song for The Young and the Restless. Holy what the shit. Hell? <laughs> yeah, that's some random shit. But... um. This score and Morgan Ames' songs, because the film got pulled and everything, they didn't have a release for the soundtrack until 2014. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. The 30th God anniversary. damn. That's ridiculous. Wouldn't you be mad if you worked Hell on that? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I wanted to also point out, I'm pointing out a lot of shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little top heavy this episode. But Cellier, the director, created Grizzly Adams. 
Uh, what the nice. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but after this film, he pretty much stopped directing and mm-hmm. he just went into producing. Right. But he oddly produced a lot of like Bible related content. Huh. As like an apology? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, he's like, fuck, I'm, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I went a little too far back there, but... Speaking of directors, though, did you see that this was um, that Sam Raimi was considered at one point? No, he was like in his early twenties or something. I can't remember. That yeah, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> been. If, if but that's they said true, no. yeah, if, if it, yeah, that would have been fucking nuts. It's funny because there's a moment later that they were gonna kind of copy Sam Raimi, but right. then Cellier told them not to. Uh, I'll bring it up, but it's, like, it's we're doing sad. our own thing. Yeah. yeah, he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All, the other thing, though, is that Paul Kamey gets a story by credit in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I read that it's inaccurate. According to Diabolique magazine, he had only really... He submitted a script. Right. And they liked one sentence from it. Uh-uh. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and Santa got mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like when he sees you when you're sleeping. I think that was it. He didn't and it write was, that No, that. he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But it was basically hinting at like a killer Santa Claus. From one plagiarized. (laughs) But after all these opening credits and things I've pointed out, we've been (laughs) fade into a shot of a car on the open road driving past a mountain. We get on screen text reading Christmas Eve 1971. We then hear the DJ on the radio saying that the weather is perfect for Santa Claus tonight with a full moon and a starry sky. He then gives the weather for the town of Bartlettsville a chilly 21 degrees before putting on Christmas Fever, another song that is not real. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say at the beginning when they were listening to the radio and whatever, I thought this was going to be a fog situation. Oh, but shit. it's not. No. So I, no. I was like, oh, shit, are they going to do the radio thing too? And <laughs> no. Uh, no. They're just uh, throwing it to Simpsons Christmas yeah, Boogie. That- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just it. trying to help you on your drive, yeah. man. Yeah. Help that commute. But in the backseat of the car, we see five-year-old Billy Chapman, played by Jonathan Best, flipping through a Night Before Christmas book, while his mother Ellie, played by Tara Buckman, and his father Jim, played by Jeff Hansen, sit in the front seat. Can we talk about the baby freestyling it in the front yes. seat? I was like, <laughs> I forgot they didn't give a fuck about their Not kids. Let your baby comfortable around heavy machinery. Yeah, loves yeah. it. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, I was like, um, I'm concerned. Yeah. No, it's a real issue. But I, I told your sister too. I said, man, how the times have changed. Oh I yeah. I said that baby's just up there doing nothing. Doesn't even care. Yeah, just. Well, he doesn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, I know, you know what I'm saying. In yeah. 10 years, I think this is going to be a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just weird to see it, to see that because I made the same joke and yeah. your sister was like, I said the same joke. <laughs> come on. Yeah. It's hard. It's like when we watch Mad Men. Yeah, when they're playing with the dry cleaning bags. And, and they're like, if my clothes are on the yeah. floor, yeah. it's like, your kid's going <laughs> to suffocate. Yeah, what the fuck? But the two parents smile at each other as Ellie cradles that baby in her arms just freely. <laughs> yeah. Freeballing it, as he said. <laughs> but Billy asks his mom what time it is, and she says it's 4.30 and that they'll be at Grandpa's soon. Billy then asks what time Santa Claus will show up tonight and if he can see him. She tells him that he shows up when everyone is asleep and that he shouldn't see him because it's naughty to stay up past your bedtime. When Billy worries that they won't be home by his bedtime, she promises him that they will and that Santa is going to bring him a big surprise tonight. This seems to chill him out. I guess looking at it in the context of this being a horror movie, I'm like that. Just everything that she said is frightening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you remember what Granny told mom when she was a kid? That if you spotted Santa in the night, he would throw (laughs) fucking pepper Pepper? in your eyes. (laughs) 
God, what the fuck? I feel like this is a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Can you fucking imagine waking up being so excited to see Santa and then he just fucking pocket sands your ass? He stole your cookies and then (laughs) fucking peppers you in the eyes. Is it your pepper or does he come prepared with like a satchel? North Pole pepper. North Pole, that shit does not play. No, he better not be using our pepper. That's insult to injury. <laughs> Granny, what the? It's like, I'm glad you had this out. <laughs> like, come on, man. I eat with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you have one of those peppers that you gotta turn it? Oh shit! So then what? So he pre-planned. He, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he like, came do I hear Sa- do I, I, no, right there. That's what woke the kid up. It's like someone's yeah, grinding yeah. pepper. In the- <laughs> <laughs> But the Chapmans finally arrive at their destination, passing a sign that reads Utah Mental Facility. Now, the camera. Okay, I was like, do not say passing (laughs) a sign because we do not also pass the sign. This is like, I believe, a sixth of the film (laughs) is looking at this sign. I I, I was laughing. No name? What is this bullshit? This is enough. That is the name. Where is is it? What is it? I was uh I was laughing because it's like okay it's three words yeah yeah that's it. <laughs> I don't know if they were like yeah that's right yeah yeah <laughs> but inside Dr Conway played by Oscar Roland tells Jim that his father has been brought to the recreation facility and he leads them there when they get there they find Grandpa played by Will Hare sat in a chair looking borderline catatonic Jim talks to him asking if he can hear him but gets no response Ellie tells him that everyone is here but still no answer. Billy asks why his grandpa doesn't reply, and Ellie says that he can't hear him. He doesn't even know that they're here. Billy's like, then why are we here? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's what I put. Billy's like, then why the fuck are yeah, we? Yeah, he's like, yeah, what is I gotta, I gotta take my ass home and fall asleep before yeah, right. Santa even goes. I'm not trying to get peppered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he is promptly scolded. I mean, <laughs> I feel like, and maybe this is just me, the theme of today's episode is talk to your kids. Yes. Yeah. On the way up there, or even before we left, it would have been a really good time to have a conversation as to Grandpa's situation, mm-hmm. what's going on with him, and even if he can't talk to us, it's still good for us to be yeah. with him because he's family and it's cra- like they're just like surprise fucking yeah. kid, like what? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yeah. Has he never met his grandpa before? Yeah, that's what confused me. I why was like, would so you is not? New? Why would you not prepare a child? Because kids just be saying shit, right, dude. Right. Oh prepare, yeah, here you need to prepare it's just insane like this is borderline child abuse (laughs) (laughs) but when jim laments that his father's condition has actually gotten worse dr conway offers to show them his file in his office so jim follows him along with ellie and baby ricky leaving billy alone with grandpa what so uh, that's something i did want to ask you too so um i can't say your dad because we spent a lot of time with your family but Mm -hmm. Would this be so? I mean, would are we supposed to just be like, no, it's okay, Jackson, Ab- stay there? Absolutely not. Okay, the answer All is right. no. All right, good. there's I- not even an orderly in there. No. Nobody's watching him. It's no. just the two of them. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of I don't want to say traumatic, but it's got to be really strange for a for kid, kid. Yeah. who's never been around this before. And it's like, surprise, this is your grandpa. Yeah. Okay, deuces. Like <laughs> that's insane. Dude, they leave him with the quickest. Yeah. What are you just doing? Yeah, <laughs> I think his mom says something along the lines of, "You'll be fine." Just yeah. fucking chill out, Billy. Yeah. Okay, it's like no, these parents were driving me nuts. It was the whole beginning. Yeah, but as soon as the door closes, Grandpa's eyes set on Billy, and he smiles. Billy calls out to his mom, but his grandpa grabs him by the arm and tells him to be quiet. 
He tells Billy that his mother can't help him and asks if he's scared. Before Billy can even answer, he's like, you should be. Christmas Eve is the scariest <laughs> damn night of the year. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> All of this is incredibly confusing yeah. to me. Because we're kind of under the impression this is the first time Billy's even meeting his right, grandfather, right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like Billy's some little asshole kid and he's like, I'm going to fuck with this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. And what's grandpa's end game? Like, why is he even know. doing yeah. this? I don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand why he's switching between lucidity and <laughs> <laughs> it's just very weird to me. But he then asks Billy if he knows what happens on Christmas Eve, if he knows all about Santa Claus. Billy gives the canned response. You know, good guy, white beard, presents, belly full of jelly, etc. <laughs> Grandpa is not about that life, though. Nah. And he tells them that Santa brings presents to good kids, sure, but the naughty kids, he punishes. Which still sounds about right to yeah. me. Yeah. It does... Uh, Delivery again <laughs> is becoming For an issue. For me, it really just boils down to delivery. Now, I thought Krampus was supposed to punish. That's the, true, right? So, but, well, I mean, there never really was a story about Santa beating that ass or anything. Yeah. Santa doesn't the coal. beat ass; the, he gives coal, which is really just kind of like a fuck you in, yeah. in, with the yeah. branch of birch. <laughs> it's just a fuck you in your stocking, I think. Well, like a letter that says fuck you. He writes it on the coal. He's like, I'm a child. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> But he asks Billy if he's been good all year, and Billy admits that he hasn't. His grandpa's like, oh, boy. Then <laughs> you <laughs> if, if you see yeah. Santa tonight, you better run for your life. <laughs> then he starts to laugh a pained laugh, tears in his eyes. But as soon as the Chapman's return, dude just snaps back into his catatonic <laughs> state. Now, they... I laughed my ass off. He was not like that when they walked in he the room. He was not. He was not. You would have seen him. You would have. But then. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, there's no way you didn't see that. No. I was like, come on. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, they see what they want to see. Yeah. I guess, I guess so. so. He's well, like, now I need to channel actor Salamanca yeah. and, uh, you know, snap it back. The second they get in there, though, because he was already holding on to him. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> and he, he goes like, like electric chair like, status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you said he had tears in his eyes he too. did <laughs> and i don't understand where this is coming from what happened to him on christmas eve that's, that's the scariest yeah, damn exactly. night of the that's year that's the thing yeah. i was really i know we've already talked about the krampus or alluded to the krampus episode of american dad mm -hmm. but i was like waiting for some kind of like jack backstory yeah. where he tangled with santa claus or something but spoiler alert we do not get that no, no. <laughs> um we, we never get grandpa's motivation <laughs> all we get is an old man who just randomly wants yeah, to be a dick that's it. to his grandson <laughs> and am i the only one that thought he looked like kenny rogers no that's <laughs> okay <laughs> but jim kneels down and says goodbye to his father saying that they'll be back to see him soon the family leaves but before billy does he promises his grandpa that he'll be good from now on that night on the drive home billy asks his mom if she was ever naughty as a kid and if santa claus ever punished her for it when she asks where he could have gotten an idea like that, he says grandpa told him. Jim asks Ellie if she thinks he could have actually talked to him, and Ellie says that she doesn't see why Billy would lie about it. And I'm so glad. Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted oh, to yeah. jump in and say big points for believing your child. Yes. I swear to God. Well, yeah. The way that I thought this scene was going to go was he said that. And then Ellie was like, what What are you talking yeah. about? And then Jim's like, you saw him, Billy. Yeah. I will wreck your shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Billy's just crying in the backseat. No, That's literally, what I, thought was I, I was expecting, you You know, Grandpa didn't even know you were there. Yeah. Exactly. Like, just dismissing him. And he's but, like, I had a full conversation. Well, but on, yeah, but on the cool too, it's like, you know that he doesn't talk or whatever. Uh -huh. Why would he lie? There's you know no point. I mean? Yeah. 
But Ellie even says that they should call Dr. Conway and ask him about it. That's how much they believe this kid. Well, I mean, yeah. why would he, like she said, why would he lie? And I mean, the kid admits that he was naughty. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. He could have been, no, I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, I have my flaws. <laughs> I'm working on None them. of us are perfect. <laughs> But this is when Billy goes full tilt, saying that he's terrified of Santa visiting them tonight and that he hopes that he doesn't. Ellie tells him to knock it off and that his grandpa is a crazy old fool. Billy <laughs> Billy gasps so dramatically. Clutched the pearl. Billy, yes. no, Billy was fucking shook. Well, I laughed out loud. It was one of the greatest like gasps was, I've yeah. ever seen on film. But he says that it's naughty to say stuff like that about the elderly and that if Santa knew about it, he would punish her for it. He's going to come for that ass, mom. <laughs> Stop. But Ellie just sits there annoyed, but she has a look on her face like, well, maybe. Like, I don't know. Well, she's like, just seems mad. Like, she's looking at her husband like, your yeah. father's a fucking sociopath. Like, <laughs> well, he is. I mean, clearly he is. <laughs> right. But she can't vent that frustration without her right. kid being like mom yeah. like well i mean she doesn't need to talk shit about old people <laughs> <laughs> not old people Just that old one person. old person yeah. he is a crazy old he yeah, fucked with her kid yeah. she can say whatever, he, whatever she's like she wants. turn turn this car i'm gonna go fight <laughs> <Yeah>. your father <laughs> but at a nearby convenience store a man dressed in a santa claus suit played by charles Deercop, walks inside and is greeted by mr levitt played by eric hart Levitt sarcastically jokes like he doesn't already get enough holiday shit on the radio and now it has to walk into his store. The man asks if he doesn't like Santa Claus and Levitt says that the holiday cheer is good for business but bad for his stomach. I can get with that. Yeah, I get it. To a point, for yeah. sure. Especially when the shit starts in November. Oh, I know. When just it starts right in away. October, you mean. I'm oh, like, can we please just yeah, have Halloween, please? I will burn the store to the ground. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he says that it's kind of phony but asks what charity Santa is with. This is when Santa pulls a gun, telling Levitt to put the money in the bag. Yeah. You know, he keeps that thing on him. <laughs> uh, it makes me laugh. I mean, it's not funny at all what's no. happening right now. It makes but me laugh. No, let, let me finish. Yeah, like the fact that he's getting robbed. <laughs> no, not that. Santa pulls out a gun and the guy goes, what are you doing that for? Yeah. <laughs> well, Santa's like, come, like, what the right, fuck? Yeah, come Clearly on. What do you think? You. I just wanted to show it off. <laughs> but Levitt stays calm while slyly reaching for his own gun underneath the register. He jokes that maybe it isn't all phony after all, but the second he draws his gun, Santa shoots him in the chest. Now, it makes me laugh out loud because he draws his gun on Santa and he goes, all right, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're done. Yeah. You just lost. No, yeah. He already has a gun. <laughs> yeah. But Mr. Levitt falls back into a display and from the ground tries to raise his gun again. Santa fires one more into his chest and then one into his head. Levitt has left it. The mortal yeah. coil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, he's, he's dead. <laughs> is what I mean. Yes. The uh, the gunshot wounds look really good. They did. I was like, that doesn't look bad. I was genuinely surprised yeah. for the budget. Yeah. Yeah. But after this bit of slaying, Santa leaves the store, checking his stash. <laughs> nah. Sorry, I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> the stash is only $31. Man, fuck that, I know. Dude. I just got to say... That was a lot, Santa. Like, yeah. It was just overkill. It was. Yeah. For 31 bucks. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you've you shot the man once. He's on the ground. Right. Did he need to die? Like, can't you just grab the cash and yeah. run? Uh. No, yeah, no. The answer is no. He yeah. didn't need well, to die. But he can identify him. As Santa Claus. Well, yeah. If he's the real Santa Claus. Yeah, that's, well. Oh, shit. That's going to be a real problem. <laughs> they know where I live. Yeah, yeah. dude. Everybody does. Right. <laughs> But he looks at the 31 bucks and says, Merry fucking Christmas. And he hops into his car and speeds away. 
Elsewhere, the Chapmans continue down the road, the entire family asleep except for Jim. The man on the radio tells the time and temperature, remarking that he hopes Santa is dressed warm tonight. Santa wears the same damn outfit every year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It does look very warm. It does. So he's fine. But another version of Santa's watching plays as Ellie and Ricky wake up. Ellie checks on Jim and he tells her it'll be a little bit longer on the road. Ellie then notices something on the road. And in the headlights of the car, we see the killer Santa standing next to his broken down car with the hood popped open. He waves down the Chapmans and they ask if they should wake up Billy. Billy then shouts out because he's, I guess, already awake. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's Santa Claus. And Jim remarks that he actually will get to see him tonight. Billy reminds him that he's actually scared of Santa now. Yeah. Your kid is yeah. literally in the middle of Santa trauma. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, hey, it's your best friend, <laughs> Santa. It's like, you don't listen to me at all. I tried to put myself in this position. If I were to see Santa broken down on the road, right. what I would do. And at for I mean, of, of course, no, I'm not. We're not slow. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll call someone. Yeah, right. But I'm not even stopping to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an episode of Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt <laughs> at a very formative age. Yeah. I don't fuck with Santas. No, um, not even mall Santas. Not even mall <laughs> Santas. My point is immediately I was like, fuck, no, we're not even slowing down. Yeah. And then I felt guilty. Why? And then I'm like, wait, I know that's not the real right, Santa right. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm never going to get a I'm gift like, again. Uh, hell no. No. It's got to be like a sin, not yeah. helping Santa. But I'm like, that's not fucking that's Santa not Claus. Santa. I don't think that Santa. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy, again, is afraid of Santa now and says that they should keep driving. Jim, however, does not take orders from Billy and promptly pulls over to help Santa out. Jim rolls down his window as Santa approaches, asking if he needs a ride. Santa says that he doesn't, and that he just ran into some bad luck. He then proceeds to pull the gun from his pocket, pointing it at the Chapmans. Ellie screams, and Jim slams the car into reverse. Santa fires a couple shots off, and we watch as the car drives off the road, settling into a ditch. What the fuck, Santa? You couldn't keep up the charade a little longer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, like yeah. oh, I, I, it's just some bad luck. But, but, bang, bang, yeah. like, but in all fairness, I mean, he pulled out the gun really slow. Dude didn't eat like was looking at him and didn't even pay attention. I would have thought it was a candy cane. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like he, a metal, a deadly metal yeah. candy cane. I just feel like what's getting lost in communication here is that's not the real Santa. Yeah. No, we keep forgetting. <laughs> so we need, to, we need to know that this is a human capable right. of anything. Yeah. Um, don't slow down. No. Don't stop. Or a reverse. I don't understand why he did that. I, why not just drive around? That's what I'm, yeah. yeah he why was not just run him over? Well, he was, yeah, he was right next to the car. I don't know if you know, but side, cars can side <laughs> Tokyo Drift <laughs> takes Santa out. I mean, it's yeah. just that simple. And then head home listening to then, Christmas Fever yeah. or whatever <laughs> the fuck these weird songs are. <laughs> but Billy hops out of the car and takes off running, leaving his brother and parents behind. He watches from some nearby shrubs as Santa opens the driver's side door of the car and Jim's lifeless body flops out onto the ground. Santa then runs around to the other side of the car, opens the door and grabs Ellie. He drags her to the front of the car and throws her to the ground. Now, things get a little out of the basket for a moment. Oh, yeah. Folks. Yeah. Belial Belial style, if you will. So be warned. But Santa gets on top of Ellie and rips her shirt open. She strikes him in the face, which infuriates him. He tells her to never hit him again and puts his knife to her throat. We then cut to Billy, and when we cut back to Santa, he's walking away from Ellie's body, realizing that Billy ran off somewhere. He calls out to him, Where are you, you little bastard? Oddly, we don't see him kill Ellie. 
Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. I thought it was odd because I was like, well, what, you know, to cut away like that, I know yeah. later on we do see something. Yeah. But right now they just kind of left it. Right. Yeah. I just uh, was a little taken aback because I was not expecting it to go in that direction right. for Santa. No. Apparently this is a, a, a guy that's fallen on some hard times. All right. He's murdering people for $31. Yeah. <laughs> um, his car broke down. He's got to get the fuck out of here. I get the motivation behind the money right. and stealing a car to get away from the crime he just committed. But I mean, this detour, you've got a child that took off. You've got a baby crying in the mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. You got a man that you killed hanging out of the car that anybody right. could drive past. But it's time for titties. Like, I, well, I, yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't, Santa, like, get yeah. your priorities. I get your priorities. Well, he should be delivering gifts is what he should be doing. <laughs> it was just appalling. I think in all fairness, I think we can all agree that this Santa, I mean, this guy's a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. He, he is fucking freaking out. Like, yeah. for real. <laughs> but Billy shrinks down even further behind the shrubs and we get shots of Ricky crying in the car, followed by shots of the bodies of Jim and Ellie bleeding into the road. So we know for sure that Ellie was killed. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the, the music right here. Okay. Oh, yeah. I did want to talk about that because <laughs> it only gets more ridiculous. Uh, right. There's one song in particular that I've watched this twice now, and I was laughing to myself the first time, and the second time I was cackling. Like, I could not <laughs> right. get myself under control. But this one was, I mean, the moment is not funny at all. No. But everything dies down and it's like sweet little yeah. baby i was like, gonna say I was, I was y'all fucking went for no, it no yeah <laughs> and i you know what's funny too is like uh, you were mentioning about how your book you couldn't yeah, figure yeah. out who the girl was i've yeah. heard this song and what? i've heard this mentioned <laughs> from on other tv shows or like something else and i was like i was like are they is that a fucking real song it's like that's the weirdest shit you're singing because they're singing the sweet yeah and i was like i was like what the fuck and this is what it was from when i seen it i was like oh shit i think i was just so confused because this is not it doesn't fit the moment at all no i I think that's that's something i don't know (laughs) maybe that's why it stuck out to me so much because i'm like we just had a lot to digest yeah Yeah. and then the radio is just fucking going off tearing it up it was weird and then it fixed Yes. And then it just yeah. it was going <laughs> off. Okay. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Because the, the song plays and we see some atmospheric shots of the dark and snowy right. road. Then we crossfade to the exterior of St. Mary's Home for Orphan Children. Yeah. All the while the song is playing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like, we fucking worked our asses yeah, off. Yeah. Like, okay. can you actually play it over the end credits too? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and just to double down, you mm-hmm. said that we show up at the orphanage or whatever. I don't think that this film thinks that any of us can read because every oh, no. yeah. time. <laughs> Dude, they yeah. zoom in. Yes. Again, much like the other sign, they're like, "Yeah, that's right. Check it out. Yeah, he's in the fucking orphanage, y'all." Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I, I see that. Well, yeah, I see that. Fifteen seconds ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but inside the orphanage, we see Sister Ellen, played by A. Madeline Smith, leading the class in an activity. She calls out to an eight-year-old Billy, played by Danny Wagner, saying that they have not seen his drawing yet. She invites him up to put his drawing on the board with the other ones, and as soon as he does, one of the girls in the class screams and tells Sister Ellen to look at it. She does, and after a gasp, tells Billy to take it down at once and to go find Mother Superior and show her what he did. All right. This is supposed <laughs> to be, what, 1974, right, right now? Something like that, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm a little desensitized in my 2021 mm-hmm. self. 
picture wasn't that bad. Well, wait, and, and, and we haven't not, seen it yet. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. And it, I mean, it's pretty bad. It's, it's not. Yeah, okay, there's a lot I say going it's on. not that bad because y'all know what he went through. Right, yeah. right. But I'm sorry, continue. I jumped yeah. the gun. <laughs> but I was just like, this fucking child, man. Yeah. But we then cut to a shot over the shoulder of Mother Superior, played by Lillian Chauvin. Now, in the credits on IMDb and pretty much everywhere else I've looked, mm-hmm. it says Lillian Chauvin plays Mother Superior. But on the bottom of the credits, it says Judith Roberts, Mother Superior, uncredited. That was, that's what? not even and Ju- <laughs> Judith Noel. It says Lillian Chauvin, but it oh. also credits Judith Roberts. Judith Roberts was Mary Shaw from Dead Silence. Right. What the fuck? And I cannot find why she's what? credited here. I don't know if maybe they started shooting and then yeah, they replaced they, her i don't know if she was supposed to be cast right. or if she was in another scene and they deleted it i have no idea how weird but she I, a stunt double I, I don't know <laughs> i was like is she doing the voice but yeah, she's, well, she's not no. so i don't know why she's that's odd listed as uncredited yeah, all over weird. the place but in the drawing we finally see it we see a christmas tree in the background so we're starting off okay right <laughs> But then it all goes downhill, where we see Santa Claus dead on the ground with several knives stabbed into him, as well as a decapitated reindeer for good measure. Also, Billy very kindly signed his name in the corner because he wants full credit. Good job, kid. Uh, he deserves the credit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I good guess picture. My, my thing is that this kid needs to process. This is what, right. three years later? I believe so. Mm-hmm. He needs to work this oh, out. Yeah. And oh, then it being Christmas time again, it's like drawing is a very natural way for kids to work through their shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that it's all peaches and cream mm-hmm. as one twelve would say. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not as though this came out of left field. No, it, it all makes perfect sense. And I feel like th- th- I'll just say it now, but this movie is basically about PTSD. Uh, yeah. Right. And about how to not fuck up yeah. a child. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> or how to yeah, fuck up a child. I was going to say, I think it's a cautionary tale about what not to do. <laughs> don't do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> but Mother Superior tells him to explain the drawing and he just apologizes. She doesn't buy his apology, though, saying that he'll learn what it is to be sorry. Sister Margaret, played by Gilmer McCormick, who is sat at the side of Mother Superior's desk, snags the drawing and looks at it. Mother Superior tells Billy to go to his room and stay there until she tells him to come out, which she does. Sister Margaret says that Mother Superior finally has what she's been asking for. Proof. Apparently, Sister Margaret has been trying to tell her that all the violence Billy saw that night is still inside of him somewhere, and this is proof of that. You think? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a (laughs) no-brainer, but Mother Superior does not want to hear it. She's like, kids don't have psychology. (laughs) Kids don't have brains. Their brain isn't (laughs) not even real yet. What the fuck, lady? But she says that whatever happened to his parents, which he doesn't know anything about, is no excuse to let him run wild. He really. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. He was there. He literally saw everything. And yeah. the the ages of these children, especially the little brother, mm-hmm. are weird. In this oh, movie yeah. Because the, the little brother either ages two. Okay. Because he was an infant at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then we see him in a little bit and he's not three years old yeah and then billy in the car was five and now he's supposed to be eight when you're five you're making memories it's not like he was the infant yeah like he was there he was online he saw all of that mm -hmm. happen i think if this was ricky we were talking about it would make more sense yeah Yeah. but this dude i remember i had a lot of great memories (laughs) 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 like i i what are y'all talking about But Sister Margaret says that the memory is obviously still there, just waiting to come out. 
Mother Superior says that with the proper instruction, he'll know how to cope with it when it does come out. But Sister Margaret is very concerned, saying it seems to get worse for him every Christmas and that eventually it could be too late. But Mother Superior says that she'll take charge of it personally. She should have headbutted her ass. Like, <laughs> I think get out of here. I'm pretty sure that would get you kicked out of the convent. Well, <laughs> that lady's mean yeah, as fuck. Yeah, you're fucking awful. Yeah. No, she's the worst. But Sister Margaret says that Billy does need help. And before dismissing her, Mother Superior says that he will get it. But that kind of sounds like a threat when she <laughs> says, oh, I'll give him some help. But she sits back down and takes a look at the drawing again. As I said, obviously, you know, the PTSD right, right. in this, this is where I'm starting to think, wow, this film is going to be a lot bigger than I anticipated. Right, it. right. But then it kind of... Uh, mm. <laughs> I felt the exact same way. And that's why the back half, it's loads of fun. Yes. But that's where it falls apart for me because they really were laying some groundwork and then they're like, nah. Nah, never mind. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing. You don't go into these movies but thinking that. I know, that's that. my no, own yeah. I think, And I didn't go into it no. thinking it. They led me oh, to believe I, it. I never one time <laughs> was like, oh, this is going to be some serious shit. You're well, like, how no. long are they going to keep this up? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right, when's the mask right, going to slip? They're fooling you guys. <laughs> but in the next scene, frantic piano plays as Billy watches the other children play from his window. I flashed on Bart when he broke his leg. <laughs> Just shutting <laughs> the drapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he sits down on his bed dejected. But Sister Margaret pops in saying that he's been locked in there long enough. She says Mother Superior only wants what's best for him. But what's best for him is to come play with the other children and help them build a snowman. She seems great. Yeah. She does. But I still am upset with her for not standing up to well, mother superior i but I, it's, it's catholic yeah, i was man. gonna say i think it's the same thing it's chain of command she can't yeah. mm. she can't really do anything about it you know a mother is more important than a sister <laughs> <laughs> like that's how that's just how it, <laughs> you're like that's just nature that's the hierarchy of yeah but billy puts his winter clothes on and heads outside his room but before he can make it outside he hears some sounds coming from down the hall he follows the sounds curiously, eventually stumbling upon a closed door at the end of a hall. He peeks through the keyhole and finds a couple showing each other the flesh. Right. Uh, a couple things. <laughs> 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 that keyhole had a front row seat. Like, it, yeah. Billy oh, yeah. saw fucking everything. But also, <laughs> Billy was several halls away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was. How loud yeah. are they? <laughs> Jesus. I was like, y'all are being loud as fuck. Yeah. It is the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. well, so are these older kids that are there? That's what workers, I wanted to get into because it honestly looks like they're about my age. <laughs> well, yeah. That's why, that's why so I was I'm confused. Like, I was is like, she another nun? Yeah. I, I, my, I'll be honest. My note is, oh, not a nun taking the pipe. That's oh. That was my, that was my well, note. Taking the no, pipe. <laughs> I figured they you were. You don't like yeah. getting in. I'm trying to mess it up. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, when was this made? 84? We yeah, were right. casting 40-year-olds as 13-year-olds. Oh, so okay. I don't know uh, if these are maybe. supposed to be teens that snuck off together. Maybe. I My first impression, because all the other kids that we see are real small. Right, right. I've, I assumed it was a nun. But like they're very small. They're, they're little, yeah. yeah. I don't know much about orphanages in the 70s, uh, but I figure you would age out right? once well, you're these kids' ages. Once you're old enough to be <laughs> yeah. taking the pipe. They don't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but as they continue to make it sweet... See, that's how you're supposed to say that. Sorry. <laughs> Billy flashes back to the night of the murders, his mother's shirt being torn open and her throat being cut. 
He falls back in horror, but quickly making her way down the hall to the sound of foreboding music is Mother Superior. She tears the door open and calls the couple filthy devils, ripping the belt from the man's pants and proceeds to whip their naked asses. They might be into that. So yeah, <laughs> but they didn't seem like it. They didn't. Um, but I'm just saying, you don't know people. Don't be just start whipping wait, so people. You no, think, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you so think they know what backfired think, on her? Huh? <laughs> that's my point. Are you telling me there's a scenario where they're like, we're gonna be banging here? Hopefully, let's be super we loud. We get our asses they were, whipped. <laughs> they were being really loud. That's what my. <laughs> That's what my kink is. <laughs> really? All I'm saying there, is we don't know. No, but also that lady's not going to hit me with that belt like that. <laughs> they were just taking it. Oh, hell no. Naked yeah. or not, we're squaring up, lady. <laughs> that, uh, nah, uh. But again, mothers are very... Well, that wasn't my mother. <laughs> <laughs> but as they're getting their asses beat, Billy rushes off. So I wanted to point out the intrusive thoughts that he was having. PTSD. For sure. Like, they're actually hitting these uh, marks. Right. Yeah, that's why I was led to Mm -mm. believe. Yeah, and I was... See, and that's the thing. I did not come into this (laughs) thinking, this is going to be a very sobering tale of mental health. And No, but when they started doing this stuff, I'm like, damn, this is more than I thought. Yeah, y'all had something to say. I I was two minutes into the movie where I was like, this is... This is my shit. Like, like what, I don't need to try to analyze anything here. Was it when the wreath was splashed with blood in the yes. opening yes. credits? Yeah. Like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yep. But outside, Billy has already joined the other kids playing in the snow. According to the Duquesne Duke, all the snow in this film was real because it was filmed in Utah. Oh, uh, cool. And only, I guess, I think one scene later on has fake snow, but everything else is legit. So they're freezing their asses off out here. <laughs> But with the ass whooping complete, Mother Superior heads outside, belt in hand. She calls out to Billy. She only calls him William, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I forgot to point that out. But Sister Margaret tells her not to blame Billy. It was her idea to let him come outside. But Mother Superior is not here about that. Ricky, now four years old and played by Max Broadhead, asks Billy what's going on. <laughs> that child was not four yeah. years old. No, he's not. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> But one of the other kids goes, your brother's a nutcase. That's what's going on. And he like smiles at Ricky. It's like, we're not friends. (laughs) You just lost our friendship. But Sister Margaret scolds them as Billy heads off to Mother Superior. She asks him what he saw and if he knows what they were doing. Billy dummies up saying no to all of the above. I don't know why, but this kid like squinting in the snow. I was like, why is this kid giving me Val Kilmer vibes? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like whispering all his lines. She's like, do you know what they were doing? No, Mother Superior. What the fuck is going on? It's the weirdest performance I've ever seen. But (laughs) she says that what they were doing was very naughty and they thought they could do it without being caught. But when you do something naughty, you always get caught. Why the fuck are you using holiday specific language? <laughs> like this yeah. is this is the I last thing yeah. Billy needs. She doesn't care. Yeah, obviously. Um, to me, you are crossing some sex wires in this yeah. child's brain right now. Oh yeah. I surely there won't be any consequences. I'm sure. Oh no, yeah. I think everything will be fine. This is a uh, light romp. Yeah. I believe. Right. <laughs> but she says that after you're caught, you're punished. She then says punishment is necessary, absolute, and good. She then leans in and reminds him that he left his room, saying that that is very naughty. We then cut to Billy leaned over a chair in his bedroom, and she's just whipping him with that guy's belt. 
He's never getting it back. <laughs> I think she's getting off on the spanking. I, but that's that's the that's the corporal punishment of like a Catholic orphanage. Yeah, I guess. but He's God never damn. Getting his belt back. No, it's dude, it's it's loose pants from here on out. Well, you just whooped their ass with the belt. Uh-huh. Now you're spanking this kid with the belt. Yeah. What the fuck? She's that- gone belt crazy. Yeah. She's belt trigger happy. She's yeah. prune Tracy. Happy? She's yeah. prune Tracy. But he yelps in pain at every strike until she's done, and she tells him to go to bed and stay there. She leaves, and he slinks into bed. But that night, we pan across toys and stuffed animals to find Billy asleep in bed, tossing and turning, struggling against the flashing memories of the murders those years ago. We get a shot of his father lying dead in the road, blood pouring out of his head. Billy lurches up violently, screaming for his father, then jumps out of bed and runs out of his bedroom. He literally had one rule, which was to stay in bed. I just want to point that out. Don't blame Billy. I'm not blaming him. (laughs) I'm just saying he broke the rule. But he makes it as far as the staircase before being grabbed on the shoulder by Mother Superior. Did she just camp outside his room? Oh, yeah. She knew he would break it. (laughs) (laughs) Mother Superior, why are you so obsessed with me? Oh, she is. This is too much. Well, she's made him her personal project. (laughs) It's like, God damn it, Billy. It's like, oh, I'll give him some But we cut to her literally tying Billy to his bed. His bunkmate up top leans down to look, and Mother Superior slams his head to the She's pillow. She's like, mind your own fucking yeah. business. <laughs> How can I? This is so far, and all yeah. the kids are just like around watching. Yeah. I feel like if any... I don't know. I know that you said hierarchy, you know, mother, big alligator mouth, <laughs> sister, little alligator mouth. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> actually the alligator's like Mm-mm, just turn away yeah, I don't wanna but <laughs> <laughs> but if there's any moment where you're like this has gone too fucking yeah. far mm-hmm. it's when mother superior is tying a child to a bed it's th- yeah. it's right now I don't think she came to do the lord's work I don't I mean I'm just wanna, <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna so put that out there <laughs> But Billy calls out to Sister Margaret, who is also there, but she's urged not to help him by Mother Superior. As you said, kids gather to watch in the hallway, but take the fuck off as soon as Mother Superior leaves the room. Well, I don't I'm not I don't want to be next. Yeah. What tied to your bed? Why is she not mad at them though? I don't know. Because she's got one yeah. <laughs> one project. It's like, man, when I'm not focused on yeah. Billy, I'm gonna use that guy's belt to tan you. <laughs> But Sister Margaret follows her orders, turning off the lights and leaving the room as Billy cries, still calling out to her. You can tell it hurts her to leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but she still leaves. Like, I'm still mad at her. I know that she's the good one. Yeah. But it's like, if you see... I know I'm, I know this is a fucking 80 slasher and I'm going too deep with it. <laughs> yeah. But if you see shit like this happening and you don't do anything to stop it, you are complicit. So I'm mad at the sister as but, well. But then Mother Superior is going to tie her to her bed. Exactly. Well, then what? That old ass lady. I could take mm, that old ass oh, lady out. Shit. Man, I don't know if you saw. She, yeah. looked, she looked built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under then them I go robes. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not under the robes. She's wearing Jordan. I go, <laughs> cross you up. <laughs> I'd go down swinging then. Mm. All right. You would be going down though. <laughs> <laughs> I am going right, down. Yes. You'd be tied to your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Then me and Billy are both tied to the bed, okay? But at least you tried. I tried. But the next morning, all the kids are downstairs playing with their recently opened Christmas gifts, tossing around a football, just having a great time. 
Mother Superior observes this and <laughs> she simply says, I see greed where there should be gratitude. She's a ton of fun. Can, yeah. you, can you take one day off? No. Like that made me laugh out loud. Why greed? <laughs> I don't know. They each had one yeah. gift. They're enjoying their one Let gift. Let them have fun. This does not seem like a place where they get presents no very shit. often. Not really. Let them fucking yeah. be happy for five minutes. Like I was like, lady. Yeah. <laughs> She's a lot. She is. It's too much. But Billy heads downstairs with Sister Margaret and Mother Superior asks him if he's ready to behave properly. He says he is and she brushes his hair back with her hand, kindly telling him to go open his present. <laughs> his present's just a coupon yeah. for an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. like, points at her eyes yeah. and then points at him. <laughs> but he snags his gift and sits with the other children. Mother Superior then tells Sister Margaret that he won't be a problem anymore and that everything from here on out will be pizza. <laughs> Sister Margaret says that this is nothing new. He always improves post-Christmas. Mother Superior says Christmas is not over yet. They still have the annual visit from Santa Claus. She says Billy will sit on Santa's lap and behave. We'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, will. we definitely will. I know, I, I know about exposure therapy yeah. yes i this was gonna is, mention she's not, not <laughs> she's not qualified to <laughs> this is not the way to do it no mother to bring yeah. <laughs> and then what an asshole to try to be like he's gonna be good from now on it's like well yeah I christmas mean, is over exactly yeah. Yeah. that's the issue this, yeah. the exact <laughs> trigger is gone yeah. like this is just a coincidence that you just yeah, untied no him from his bed you've really done nothing yeah. <laughs> you made a hard time harder that's yeah. what you've done but Sister Margaret looks on nervously as Billy opens his present. We don't see what it is. I wanted to see what it was. Yeah. I told you what it was. It was a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> but in the next scene, we see a line of children in the common area waiting in line for Santa. Billy screams and cries as Mother Superior drags him to the lap of Santa and sits him down, telling him that he will learn gratitude. She tells him to thank Santa, but he just struggles to break free from his grasp. He finally breaks free, turning around and fucking Tyson punching him (laughs) (laughs) right in the nose, knocking Santa to the floor. Straight left hook, him up. Not just knocking him to the floor. He fucking flew. He did. Dude, when I tell you I cackled, I laughed so fun. Like, he's... He's still eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe he could take Mother Superior. May, uh, maybe. You <laughs> should try next time because he's got a fucking mean left hook. <laughs> but Billy runs upstairs, Ricky calling after him, but being stopped by Sister Margaret. Santa sits up, nose bloodied, asking what the hell is wrong with Billy? <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to entertain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But upstairs, Billy shrinks down in the corner of his room, curling up into a ball, apologizing for being naughty and begging not to be punished. He hears footsteps approaching and Mother Superior's furious voice saying, William. He looks up at her and we freeze frame like the end of a sitcom. (laughs) I was like, not a freeze frame. It was such an interesting choice. Very much. There's a lot of interesting choices. Oh, yeah. One coming up very soon. (laughs) Uh, uh, If you're alluding to the best part in the film. Yeah, I believe I am. (laughs) But we then crossfade to December 1984, 10 years later. At Ira's toy store, Sister Margaret meets with Mr. Sims, played by Britt Leach, pleading with him to give Billy a job. Sims apologizes, saying that he only has one job opening, but it's for a man, not a boy. He says it's working in the back, hauling crates and whatnot. And this is when Sister Margaret calls Billy in to meet him. And we see 18-year-old Billy, a grown-ass man played by Robert Brian (laughs) Wilson. They (laughs) acted like he was going to turn and it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) 
He does. Mr. Sims sizes him up a bit. Yeah. He's like, this kid's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> He's a poor man, Zach Morris. Man. Yes, I was that's like, very get fair. out of here. But Mr. Sims hires him on the spot saying that he'll start Monday. I do want to point out Ira's toy store. Ira Barmack is the producer of the film. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's where the name came from. Also, this is Robert Brian Wilson's first film. Oh, wow. From an interview I saw, I want to say it was when he was interviewed at Texas Frightmare. He said that he was discovered in Florida by some talent agent. He was just walking by. Oh, wow. See, all right. I love stories like that, but I also hate them because yeah. it made me waste my entire life waiting for somebody to come yeah. up to me. It's like, when is, <laughs> dude, I used to walk around malls all the when time. Is, waiting, when am I going to get discovered at a soda shop? We saw yeah. <laughs> So you traveled back in time. <laughs> and still nothing. When am I nothing, going to get yeah. discovered at the sock hop? <laughs> I got my poodle skirt and everything. <laughs> it never worked. But in a montage seemingly produced by Norman Lear, <laughs> we watch as Billy learns the tricks of the trade, stocking boxes, helping kids reach high shelves, clocking in and out, facing and fronting to the delight of Mr. Sims. Yes. Okay. This is the best part in the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> I live for a montage. Mm -hmm. It's giving everything it needs to. Yeah. When, like you said, we watch him, <laughs> we watch him clock out. Yes. And then he faces in front something, and then it shows Mr. Sims nodding solemnly. Like yeah. I knew, I knew I should have taken a chance on this kid. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I think this may have been when I texted you. You're going to love oh, this no, movie. Oh, no, you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, there this was... is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And the song. Yes. The oh, song. Yeah. Was it the warm side of the door? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the entire length of a whole song. Yeah, I think so. It was. <laughs> I mean, it just made me laugh because the tone, like this film it's is all over the place. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Like they went hard as fuck on they this song. They did. And what was it I had said at the beginning where the soundtrack wasn't released for 30 years? Yeah. yeah I'd be pissed. You're telling me I couldn't have had this yeah, on my no, iPod? No. <laughs> <laughs> because Warm Side of the Door should be yeah. played in every household. Yes. If it's not topping the charts. Every December. Every Christmas. <laughs> and see, the funny thing was, um, at first I was like, man, this is, I was like, all right. I was laughing, whatever. And then I was like, this is going on way too it fucking is. long. It's really long. Uh, and then we watched it again. And I was like, nope, this is, I was wrong. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> perfectly paced. <laughs> <laughs> well, because for the show, you know what I mean? You got to stop it. Yes. You got to whatever. Oh but watching it, watching it, I was like, oh no, this is fucking great. Yeah, like, no, no notes for you. This yeah, is no, yeah. <laughs> Still the montage. Uh. <laughs> Go take a bathroom break. Yeah. Go get a drink. <laughs> But we, it continues. <laughs> we also see him having lunch with his coworker Andy, played by Randy Stumpf. Andy offers him some of the Giallo favorite J and B whiskey, but Billy declines, holding up a, yeah. milk, milk. a milk carton. <laughs> He's wholesome. He oh, is yeah. wholesome. Oh my god! But in another little scene, lit Billy chats it up with Pamela, his coworker, played by Tony Nero. But the chat is interrupted when Mr. Sims rocks up, unrolling a massive banner that reads Merry Christmas and Happy New Year on the other side with a massive drawing of Santa Claus at the center. Billy stares into the eyes of the drawing, poorly hiding the fact that he is boiling with rage. <laughs> he looks at it like, not this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so this drew another question for me. Hmm. So are we to believe that he's been having to go through the same thing with mother superior every christmas until now i mean so what has been happening every christmas has he been having the same episodes has she had to beat him the same is she like what i don't know every maybe i mean maybe that's why the sister is trying to get him a job 
outside. Right. Because like, I'm tired of seeing this kid. Yeah. Get, yeah. <laughs> get his let ass him get, yeah. Let him get out for a few hours a day. All right. mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but that's an excellent question that we do not get into. Yeah, because <laughs> no. I mean, the, the like you said, the montage is sweet. Yes. But at the end, when he freaks out on the banner, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so you're still having problems. Yeah, no, still, he's still struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? You well, just grew up and we, so I, I'm led to believe that every Christmas. For 10 you, Christmases. Yeah, you've <laughs> been doing the same shit. I mean, I believe so. And the, well, because when you look at it, he's never really gotten help still. No, no it's only been yeah. made worse. Yeah, yes. just beatings. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really not going to set anyone no. <laughs> on the right path. But later on, we see the store completely decorated for Christmas, bustling with shoppers and toys flying off the shelves. I do want to point out, according to FilmLink, this was an empty store that they did some set dressing on, and it kind of shows because this <laughs> the store is so small, dude. Yeah, it is. it is. But as the sappy '80s ballad comes to an end, Billy watches Pamela from the stockroom door. Yes, the song was still going. Oh yeah, yeah was. I was just gonna say, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> like all all good things. Can yeah. we just ride this out for the rest well, of the film? Well, at the <laughs> end of that song, I was like, yeah, oh, God damn. yeah they broke it down. Yeah, it, no, it's good stuff. <laughs> but Pamela, he sees her from the stockroom door, and they lock eyes. They smile at each other, and he heads back to the stockroom, bumping into Andy, who asks him what the fuck he's doing. It's it's so unnecessarily hostile. Yeah. <laughs> like, like from jump, wasn't yeah. he just offering him a yeah. drink during the montage? Well, that could have been oh, six yeah. months ago. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy is offended by the profanity, and Andy's like, "Well, excuse me, Ann Landers." He asks what's been up with him lately, but then says that he's going to level with him. A few months ago, he was totally chill, but now he's got this fucking attitude problem out of nowhere. He's like, you're staring off into space, really just being a pain in the ass. When you get to know somebody and you see that they're acting differently than right. when you met them, mm-hmm. that's the way to address it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hey, really, what the fuck is your problem? That's really how you, you get people to open up. Yeah. I laughed because I read that the actor who plays Andy right. changed his lines a lot. And it pissed off the screenwriter. I was like, this isn't Shakespeare, yeah. dude. <laughs> He's like, God, I wrote this very specifically. Well, after seeing that montage. That is true. <laughs> he obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah. But Billy asks him to leave him alone. And Andy says that when he leaves him alone, none of his work gets done. Billy says he doesn't care about his fucking work. Ooh. I was like, oh, my God. Where's Damn, the milk? Where's yeah. the milk carton? <laughs> Wash your mouth out with some milk. <laughs> but, but he tells Andy to leave him alone again before leaving the room. Out in the store, Andy bumps into the store Santa, played by J. Paul Broadhead. Seeing him triggers flashbacks to the night his parents were murdered, with the killer Santa peeking through the bushes to find him. He stumbles back, knocking over a display as he falls to the ground. That fucked him up. Oh, yeah. Well. Pamela rushes to check on him, but he unconvincingly says that he's fine. She helps him to his feet, and he lies that he never felt better in his life. So when he heads back to the stockroom, we hear an echo of this conversation playing in his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I knew I shouldn't have began this with a lie. He's <laughs> like, I fucked up. But as the conversation does echo, he flashes back to what we assume to be those two naked, horny teens that he caught banging when he was a kid. But when we pan up, we find that he's having a full on fantasy of having sex with Pamela. Yeah. Yeah. He had a hairy booty. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was like, God I damn, bro. I just could not say it. It's the 80s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Things progress a bit, but suddenly Pamela screams and we watch as the killer Santa drives a knife into Billy's side, dragging it down to his waist, which are now wearing pants somehow. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. 
I, I didn't get that I at thought all. the same thing. I was like, he's wearing boxers now? What sure. The fuck? I laughed really hard because he stabs him. You see him with the knife. Yeah. He stabs him in the side, but then we cut and the knife disappears and it looks like he's got a handful of raspberry jam just dragging it <laughs> <laughs> down his body. It was just very funny to me. But Billy screams, waking up in bed, wearing those aforementioned pants and stumbling back against the corner of his room, sinking to the floor. But see, the wires yeah. are across. Yes. He's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yes. In flashbacks to when he was in the same position as a kid, he repeats what he said back then. I want to be good. Please don't punish me. Again, I'm still thinking this film is about PTSD. <laughs> well, you can only hold on to that. Yeah. For a I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let the me have this. <laughs> the illusion is about to be shattered. It is. But the next day at work, as Mr. Sims stocks toys, he rejoices at the fact that since it's Christmas Eve, there's only one more day of this crap. Mrs. Randall, played by Nancy Borgenicht, brings a bit of bad news, though. One of their employees went ice skating last night and broke his ankle, so he'll be out for the rest of the season. As it turns out, though, it wasn't just any employee. It was the man with the bag himself... Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Santa Claus. Yeah. She was saying that they needed a man to fill in and yeah. the only people at the temp agency were women. But a woman can play Santa because Roseanne did. I seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. She That's did. right. Well, That's just, all. Just throw a beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she did great. But she says they need to find a fat, jolly replacement. Her words. In the stock room, Andy tells Billy that if he disappears like he did yesterday, he's going to tell on him to Mr. Sims. <laughs> I was like, you're the one drinking whiskey yeah, in no the back, sh- dude. <laughs> but he starts to talk a little shit, but springs out of his chair when Mr. Sims comes through the door to talk to Billy. He like quickly. <laughs> yeah, not everything's fine. Yeah. But doesn't he tell him something? He's like, Mr. Sims don't like nobody. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand. I think he doesn't like you, Andy. Yeah. That's what's going on. But Mr. Sims checks in on Billy, making sure everything has been okay with the job. And as soon as he finds out that it has been, he sits down asking if he can help him with a problem. Billy says anything he wants, he'll be happy to help out. Unfortunately, we then cut to Billy standing in front of a mirror in a Santa Claus costume. Why the fuck would he do that? I I don't know. First of all, Mr. Sims is way more fit to play Santa. Yeah. No For sure. Shit. Yeah. Did we already establish that Billy's built like a brick house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santa's not so? cut. Yeah, I know. He, I believe by my count, eats maybe eight billion cookies yeah. every night. <laughs> not every, every night. night. <laughs> yeah, even when he's not on the job. No, specifically Christmas. <laughs> well, he's got a train. That's I mean, true. We put cookies he's out so he, can, so he can maintain his Exactly. Treat. He's... T- <laughs> but him in the santa claus costume gets the approval of sims and mr randall as billy stares almost through his own reflection sim reminds him to be jolly and not to scare the little bastards he's like some kids cry their eyes out because they think santa's scary but you definitely you know don't have any childhood trauma attached not at all not at all yeah this is i mean i feel like this is a cautionary tale because i feel like a lot of people have a problem saying no Uh and uh Say no, man. This yeah, is what dude. happens yeah. if you don't. <laughs> no, Talk it's about great. triggering as fuck. I cancel plans all the time. I, <laughs> you know, take care of yourself. But Sims calls the idea of being afraid of Santa silly, and Billy agrees in a monotone voice. In the next scene, a crowd of children gather to tell Billy Claus what they want for Christmas. <laughs> a girl sits in his lap, but whimpers, struggling against him as he tries to calm her down. Let her leave. Yeah, Just fuck let it. Her yeah, let her go. I, uh, Jesus Christ. I don't need to get you anything. And the way that he's talking to her yeah. is yeah. horrifying. He whispers to her and he's like, do you have any idea what you're doing? 
you're yeah. being naughty right on Santa's lap. <laughs> Right in what? front of my side. Like, <laughs> quit it. Quit it. Stop yeah. That. Yeah. Quit it. It's like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck, dude? But he then says that he doesn't bring toys to naughty children. He punishes them severely. The little girl throws her hands over her mouth, like, oh shit. The two fists. <laughs> yeah. <Dang it. laughs> I fucked up. Yeah. She immediately stops fussing. Onlookers remark how great he is with kids, and Mr. Sims just smiles. Yeah. What the fuck are you looking the, yeah. at? Yes. <laughs> this little is girl that, is scarred for isn't life. Is that the universal <laughs> sign for I'm scared? The I, two fists in front of the mouth? I believe so. Yes. Um, I'm just like, should we have like a count in the corner of how many children are traumatized for life yeah. in oh my the God. course of this film? That's the whole point of this film, I think. Jesus. But he hands her a candy cane and she runs to the waiting arms of her mother. In the stock room, Annie gets a phone call from Sister Margaret asking for Billy. He tells her that Billy doesn't work back there anymore, but he can tell her his new job. Ho, ho, ho. He says that he's playing Santa for a bunch of snot-nosed kids. Sister Margaret lowers the phone back to the hook, staring off in horror as the camera zooms in. Why is he talking to a nun like that? I don't know. <laughs> did he? Oh, did she didn't introduce herself, huh? Did she? I don't. Or, I don't know. I think well, we I saw that it was yeah. her. He's like, I don't know who the fuck yeah, this I mean, is. But show some respect. Yeah, she at least gets it though. Yeah, she well, knows this yeah. is bad. She tried to warn them, dude. Yeah. He's gonna freak out eventually. Mm-hmm. With uh, rightfully so. Like, I think this he's kid earned. Should have yeah. started getting help at five years old, and now he's eighteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, built like a break house this is a <laughs> it's just a recipe for disaster he has literally been not dealing with his trauma for 13 years yeah, yeah. and they expect it to just it's fine yeah, yeah. put on the put on the thing that traumatized you yeah. exactly yeah. let me whip his ass again said mother yeah. superior like what the fuck this is not gonna work but back at ira's toys sims peeks outside at the snow locking the door then shouting out to the staff that it's finally over and it's time to get shit-faced He pulls out some booze and the staff gathers around the registers with snacks and party favors. Pamela invites Billy to join the party and Sims passes out shots to everyone. Billy reluctantly takes his, wincing at the taste as Sims pours him another glass. Uh, The boss is a great influence. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Billy's like, this does not taste like milk. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, can I get a... (laughs) That's not what I'm used to. I'll take a hard milk, please. (laughs) But Sims tells him, stick with me, kid. By the time the party's over, you'll think you are Santa Claus. I'm like, this is going to end badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, recipe for disaster. Yeah, absolutely. But he continues drinking and the staff sings Christmas carols. But interestingly, Billy watches as Andy whispers into Pamela's ear, luring her to the stockroom with mistletoe. Now, here I was like, I mean... I guess it was never clear that Pamela liked Billy. Right, right. No, just that he liked her. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that he had a crush. So he's all like hurt. Yeah. But there was never any. We've never established (laughs) (laughs) She's just a girl you work with. Exactly. That's the extent of this. But later that night, after a shot of some menacing nutcrackers and a horrifying animatronic Santa, Billy, still donning the costume, stares down an aisle as Pamela and Andy are just flat making out. It's like he led her, <laughs> he led her with the mistletoe toward the stop yeah. room, and it's like, no, that's too far. Yeah. Like, stop right outside stop of it. I couldn't wait. <laughs> but Sims drunkenly accosts Billy, asking him what he's doing, and he says that he was just thinking about his parents. Sims says that's good, but when Billy tells him that they're dead, he's like, oh fuck. He goes, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Really, <laughs> <laughs> man. But he does apologize, and then he quickly changes the subject, telling Santa to sober up because he's got a long night ahead of him. Billy's confused, but Sims asks if he remembers what Santa does on Christmas Eve. Billy says that he does. This is a callback to Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Just less, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this is when the quality of the film changes drastically. I was gonna. I was wondering when you were gonna. Be- <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, this was clearly added. Yeah. In. Yeah. So this is all. There's a lot of cut footage that was added in later into an uncut version. Okay. And it's very clear that these were not color graded properly, yeah. cleaned up, or fixed at all. And you can really tell. It's almost. You remember my bloody Valentine? Yeah. 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 Whenever they added in all those awesome, yeah. the gore scenes, you're like, this was obviously filmed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Sims tells him that he better get started since the party's already dead. Billy just stares off at Pamela and Andy, and Sims offers an encouraging, go get him, Santa, without realizing what he's giving him permission (laughs) to do. (laughs) But Pamela and Andy take their little party into the stockroom, the film quality returning to normal. Pamela says that if he has a present for her, why not just give it to her out there where everyone can see it? But he says that this present isn't for everyone to see girl mm. <laughs> you know what the fuck he's talking yeah. about and she's like i don't we yeah. all know what the fuck he's talking about i'm not following he's not about to pull out a carton of milk okay. yeah. <laughs> but he motions behind the shelves saying it's back there and she's gonna love it in more gritty footage sims and mrs randall sing the entirety of santa's watching as billy inches his way to the stockroom door horrifying song no, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you don't realize but that is <laughs> scary as yeah. fuck <laughs> Isn't there a line that says, it's too late? (laughs) Santa's here. I'm like, oh my God. Ah! But Billy opens the door, heading inside. The music grows ominous as he slowly makes his way over to the sound of Pamela's voice. We hear her protesting loudly against whatever gift Andy had in mind as Billy rounds the corner. Again, it gets a little out of the box. It Mm -hmm. does. Be warned. We watch as Pamela pulls away from him and he rips her shirt open, exposing her breasts. She slaps him in the face and he forces her on top of some boxes. This is when Billy has flashbacks to the very similar incident his mother went through the night that she was murdered. In quick flashes, he relives it all, including the killer Santa slicing his mother's throat, which we didn't see before. Again, grainy footage. But after the flashbacks, the horror on Billy's face turns into something malicious. He rushes over to Pamela, pulling Andy off of her, throwing him against the wall and screaming, Naughty! He grabs some nearby Christmas lights and wraps them around Andy's throat, lifting him with one hand somehow and strangling him to death. He had it yeah. coming. He did. Yeah. <laughs> First of all. Secondly, uh, fuck Andy. Yeah. And um, a death in a Christmas movie being hanged by Christmas lights. Yeah. I was like, I'm here yeah. for it. I, can give I it think it. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a themed I don't want to say a themed death, but well, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. That's why I like impress me. That's, yeah. Why, yeah, that's why I liked the shenanigans and killer clowns. Cause it's like, yeah. we're, we're fucking it up, but like clown style. Yeah. It's like, I want to see some Christmas. You're just a Santa yeah. Christmas it up. Like <laughs> I liked it. No, I think it works. Yeah. I do wonder if he, Santa's like doing super serum or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't, know what, I don't know how he can lift him like this. Well, he did when he was only eight years old. Yeah. Punch Fair. a grown ass man. Yeah, that is true. So he's all, he's always been powerful. <laughs> he's always been juicing. <laughs> That's what's in the fucking milk, dude. There you go. That's what's going on. Let's fight milk. <laughs> so he can fight like the crow. Exactly. But after he releases the lights, Andy's lifeless body drops to the floor. He turns to Pamela, who tells him he's crazy, calls him a bastard, and says to get away from her. What? He just saved you, yes. dude. What the fuck? And again, fuck Andy. No, There's yeah. No. Yes. 
We're not going to waste a minute of mourning. No. Not at all. Even if you're scared, because that would be scary. He's still wearing his Santa costume and he just came and murdered yeah, Andy. But, uh-huh. Instead of like just pulling him away. Even if you're scared, be like, oh, thanks for saving me. Exactly. Like, House, House of the, of the Dead, Dead style. <laughs> and then go out of the storeroom right, into right. where like, there go are get other Mr. people. Sims. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be don't be doing that. No. But she even tries to strike him, but he pushes her away. As she hits the wall, Sims tells Mrs. Randall that he thinks he heard something, but they just shrug it off. Back in the stockroom, Billy snags a box cutter, telling Pamela that punishment is necessary and that it's good. He then stabs her in the gut, pulling it all the way up to her chest, and she falls to the floor dead. So the whole thing about punishment is completely Mother Superior's fault. Right. For sure. She's yeah. like, that, oh, yeah. that's well, on me. I mean, the, yeah. the, the table was set. Yeah. By grandpa. Right. But then Mother Superior put the meal on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> I was kind of expecting this to be like a Dexter situation. Absolutely. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also expecting all Christmas themed deaths. Yeah. No. But no. no. Just got just a, box a box cutter. cutter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, this is where it kind of loses it a little bit. Well, yeah. Because there is no need to punish Pamela. That's the thing. Andy, absolutely. Hang him twice. Yes. But when he turned on her, I was like, oh, this isn't a I'm punishing you because you're naughty. This is just Billy has fucking snapped left the building. Yeah, yeah. He's done. He's gone full Santa. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. But what, I just dude even called him Santa. He did. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, get to work, Santa. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got it, boss. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> But as she falls to the floor, Sims is certain that he heard something and he walks to the back of the store to investigate. As he drunkenly stumbles into the stockroom, he calls out and gets no response. In quick cuts, we see Billy slinking around the stockroom, bells on his costume jingling with every movement, which is hilarious. (laughs) Do you remember on Curb when the crazy eyes killer was after Larry and he stepped on all that bubble wrap? (laughs) That's all I was thinking of. He's like, oh, God. But just as Sims gives up, figuring he was just hearing things, he turns around to meet Billy holding a hammer high above his head. We watch as he brings it down into Sims' skull, blood spattering on some boxes. It reminded me of Halloween, too. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, it's almost beat for beat. Yeah. And then on the poster, they reference Halloween on this. Well. Yeah. yeah. They're like, well, we're going to be taking some things. Yeah. <laughs> Real Friday the 13th over here. <laughs> he fucked dude up with that hammer. Oh, though. he did. Yeah. He did. Um. The manager was not ready for that hot fire. No. no. Um, it just sucks because, again, what did he do? See, that's the thing. <laughs> Why like, are we punishing Mr. Sims? He was just going to investigate a noise in his store. Right. Like, he was actually being helpful. He was. And he was being nice to Billy. He didn't do the whole faux pas talking about parents. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was trying to be nice. So. But he, he let him drink all that milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is... He, he like, just freaked out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I just uh, kind of wish that it was a... Uh, I'm punishing the naughty thing because there's at least some cohesion there. You know what? It could have worked. Like, again, all this stuff can work if you see fucking Mr. Sims in a scene, like stealing some money from the register or something. Yeah, Yeah, make him him bad. Just a little something so that he's punishing them for a reason. Right. Yeah, Yeah, but then that would take time and then we'd have to make the montage shorter and we're not gonna be doing that and then we'd have to make the movie 85 (laughs) that's just too much too long too much (laughs) (laughs) but mrs randall is none the wiser still at the registers calling out playfully for mr sims the store lights then go out the area only lit by christmas lights and random animatronics 
She too makes her way to the stockroom, and upon discovering Sim's body collapsed against a stack of boxes and a hammer sticking out of his head, lets mm-hmm. out a scream. It looks good. It does look good. Yeah. It did. She stumbles back out of the stockroom, heading for the exit, which is still locked. When she realizes she can't get out, she reaches a phone at one of the registers. Presumably calling the police or maybe the operator, she hits like one number. Yeah. <laughs> it was the police button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> standard on every phone. But whoever it is, they answer. But as soon as she feels a bit of relief, Billy, who has grabbed an axe from the wall, brings it down on the desk in front of her, getting it stuck in the process. She runs away to the back of the store as he dislodges it. After some more shots of the Christmas decorations, we watch Billy stalk through the aisles in pursuit of Mrs. Randall. Billy begins reciting The Night Before Christmas, which, if you recall, is what he was reading in the car as a kid. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Reincorporation. See, that's why yeah. it's like, pick a lane. Yes. Like, either you're just going to be a regular slasher or you're going to be making commentary. Mm-hmm. Like, pick a lane. Yeah. <laughs> Double down on one. But through the shelves, we zoom in on what appears to be a hat. And assuming Mrs. Randall to be underneath it, he creeps around <laughs> instinctively um, and immediately swinging his axe only to hit a bunch of boxes. I was like, surely she's smarter than that. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the hat was fully sticking. Yeah. Really. <laughs> but Mrs. Randall bursts from behind some other boxes, Kool-Aid man style, <laughs> knocking Billy down and running for it, snagging his axe along the way. She then takes way too long trying to smash the glass of the front door, and Billy readies a goddamn bow and arrow, firing one right through Mrs. Randall's back. This is a kid's toy store. You yeah. Know? That's a kid's toy. <laughs> Billy's got super strength. That's true. That would have broke. He pulled that shit back right, so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was actually plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also it hits her, and then we see it after, and it's in two different places. Yeah. It is, but <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to notice that. <laughs> But she turns around to face him, the arrow sticking through her chest, and she collapses over dead. The camera tilts up from her corpse to an animatronic Santa, who doesn't really seem to care about what just happened. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's nodding like, that'll do yeah. big. <laughs> he looks it's proud. like, we, we Santa's got to stick together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just frustrated because she was really smart and then had more than enough time to break yeah. out of that storm. Oh, yeah. Like she just there. held it. I, I yeah, thought that. I was, I was like, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, I was disappointed. It's like sometimes you watch wrestling when people miss their cues yeah. and someone's just fucking holding a chair. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, come on, man. That's all yeah. I saw here. It's like, just come on. I did want to point out, according to Dread Central, Michael Spence, who was the second unit director, he wanted to attach a camera to the arrow and kind of have it follow. Oh, nice. Oh. He said that he had watched Evil Dead. Yeah. Yes. And it kind of gave him the idea. But then Cellier was like, don't. No. Uh, and so why? they didn't do it. I don't know. I wanted that. I would like Yeah, that would have been, been cool. But Billy steps out of the store, the exterior lights still beaming into the night. We get shots of each of his victims, Mrs. Randall, Pamela, and Mr. Sims. Andy the asshole is left out for some reason, even though he yeah. was like the most deserving. Because yeah. he he's the one that deserved it. So we're not So we're supposed to be we're like, not gonna yeah. reflect on him and feel bad about it. Just the other three. Like, oh no, we were gonna kill him no matter yeah. what. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he had it coming. Santa or not, he was gonna Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we watch as the front door opens and in steps Sister Margaret calling out. Some of it is ADR and it's like very yeah. funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. But nobody answers, and she soon finds out why, discovering the body of Mrs. Randall on the floor. She screams, and we get shots of nutcrackers with their mouths wide open, 
I guess they're as shocked as she is. I fucking, when I seen this, I said, this movie can't get any better. I was like, all the nutcrackers are screaming. The, nut- I was like, this yeah. is fucking the nutcrackers great. are like, I know, yeah. right? Did you see that? Yeah. With an arrow. Fuck. But though, and it's just occurring to me as you're talking. Uh-huh. She called during the store hours and knew that yeah. something was wrong. This yeah. is after it's closed. It's dark outside. They've they already party. been partying. Yeah. yeah. How far away is the orphanage? <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't Billy still live there and he's going to work every day? So it can't be. Yeah. Too far. I, ass- I assumed he slept in the stock room. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but in the next shot, we see a group of carolers singing that number one holiday hit Christmas fever. <laughs> Which feel their singing of it feels more frantic for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it felt it was weird. Yeah, I'm like, you guys have no reason to be afraid. Well, Santa's yeah. on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> they feel it in their bones. There's also a lady in the front row giving it her all. Yeah. Um, I had the thought, you know, like when you can tell when there's extras in a scene, yeah. that one extra that's like everybody's gonna be looking at me. Yeah. You can tell, like that lady was like, I play to win. Like I'm playing for keeps. <laughs> But we see past the carolers to a lit window of the house behind them, where inside, Tommy, played by Leo Getter, is making out with his girlfriend Denise, played by Linnea Quigley, on top of a pool table. Now, I believe in 1984, Linnea Quigley was also in Return of the Living Dead, and there is a lot of overlap here. (laughs) I'll I'll just put it that way. Dude, I'm just feeling dumber and dumber because the character's name and Final Girl support group is Lynette. Really? All the pieces are there. They're doing it, man. But Tommy stops saying the carolers are making it difficult for him to concentrate. He's like, I can't. (laughs) I can't perform under these circumstances. Christmas music is not doing it for me. So what does he do? He puts on some Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's his Christmas music. Yeah. He's like, no, I can't. Never mind. He's I'm like, not going to. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just get in trouble. Now I'm starting to swell up. <laughs> it swell just, up. It just sounded like they were singing nursery rhymes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck did yeah. he just put on? He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for him. Um, I just was reflecting as I was watching this that. When I was a kid, every time I saw a couple making out or having sex or right. or any anything in the ballpark, I was like, they're dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every, and so even it, like, as I got older and was watching movies that weren't horror, I'm like, oh, no, they're fine. Like, yeah. This is not a horror film. <laughs> this they're is a romance. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. But after he turns on his version of Christmas music, he returns to the table and unbuttons Denise's shirt. But their sweetness is soured when Cindy, a little girl played by Amy Sivescent, pops up at the top of the stairs saying that she wants to see Santa Claus. Denise is like, go back to bed right now. It's like, I'm trying to get my stocking filled. (laughs) 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 But, But Cindy instead tries to make her way downstairs. But Denise convinces her to go back to bed, saying if she doesn't, Santa won't come. Tommy's like, well, he's not the only one. Yeah. I'm like, give it a rest. <laughs> Tommy, calm down. We get it. You're ho-ho horny. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, great. Now my pants are changing. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, fuck, they were right in the middle of something. They were. But Cindy does head back to bed, and Tommy lays Cindy back down, saying, two ball corner pocket. I'm like, this fucking guy. Calm down, dude. <laughs> but after hearing what sounds like jingling bells, Denise assumes it's the cat wanting back inside the house and pauses the proceedings, heading upstairs topless. She actually runs upstairs, opening the door and calling out to the cat. Just when she's about to give up, the cat runs inside, and she goes to close the door, but we see Billy enter the frame, and he simply says, punish. The line's 
are the wires are crossed. Yes. Right. He is just set off at the sight of titties. This woman has nothing to do with anything right. that he's got going on right but now. But do you realize the writing process where they're like, every murder we need to somehow figure out how to put some titties <laughs> in it? <laughs> <laughs> like, since well, that's his thing. It's odd to me because <laughs> is this is this a sister or is this just a little girl? She's ba- Either way. Oh, from what I read, she's babysitting her little sister. Okay. Yeah. Either way. She was just wandering around upstairs two seconds ago. Like right. you could have thrown a little something on to go upstairs. Like she put the dukes I, on, but yeah, you know. I figured I thought that too. I was like, damn, you're just, you're bold. Uh-huh. And like, Opening that's, the door. That's no. fine. If it's just y'all yeah, there, yeah. but you, you got she your was, little sister. Yeah. She was just, she was literally two seconds ago at the top of the stairs. She's like, but, this is my fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to see it, don't look. <laughs> But when I say that Billy says punish, I mean he says punish. He literally just well, says he's punish. a Pokemon yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he literally yeah. there's there's he's no a- emotion behind these lines. He's like the coughing guy, right? He's just <laughs> Yeah. Like it's that. unbelievable. But he smashes his axe through the door, Jack Torrance style, forcing his way inside. Denise runs to the living room, hitting a dead end, and Billy just throws the axe at the wall next to her. Christo <laughs> No, but why? Why doesn't she call out for her dude? She's. I, I mean, yeah, I thought that too. I was like, you're not calling for help. You're no. not saying anything. No, you're, she. Did she even scream? I don't like, think I'm so. Like I'm repicturing yeah. the whole struggle I'm in to my remember. head. I think. I think she screams in a bit, but yeah, a little, a little too a while, late. Yeah. And how does he not hear any of that? Well, he's yeah, fucking blasting yeah. that he's horny. Vibing Christmas on his. Mood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> horny Christmas. <laughs> That's what he likes. That's his favorite. But Billy misses with the axe, and when she tries to run away, he grabs her and throws her to the floor. Then he thinks better of it and just picks her up. I'm like, what is this, a feat of strength? Yeah, it's it, the, way, the way that it's done is very choreographed. Yeah. Yes. Like, you can tell that this is a practice. Like, it was. It's like a dance almost. Yeah. But he throws her to the ground, and he's like, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> picks her up. But then he notices a massive hunting trophy of a buck on the wall. As Denise screams for Tommy, finally, Billy repeats, punish punish and this is when he impales her through the stomach on the antlers of the deer it looks really good it does it does he didn't need to do her like that no he did not and we see it first in shadows right and then we see it actually happen in the grainy uncut yeah yeah. like yeah again i don't see why this was so bad that it had to be cut yeah me either very confusing to me but i did also want to point out we just talked about michael spence a second ago with yeah. the Evil Dead stuff. Right, right. But according to various sources, he directed all of the gory scenes. The ones that got taken out? Like all of these, really anything that had to deal with murder. Right. Even the ones that were left in. Huh. So why did, what's his name? It's French something. Celier. Celier. Yeah. Why did he even agree to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little confused. I love that you're asking questions I have answers to. <laughs> awesome. According to Dread Central, Celier is not into horror at all. Well, <laughs> but he did this as a favor because he was friends with, I think, the president of TriStar. Ah, okay. okay. And interestingly, as someone who doesn't like horror and didn't want to direct any of the gory scenes, according to the screenwriter, Cellier tried to take credit for coming up with the <laughs> antler kill. And he's like, no, I came up with the fucking <laughs> antler kill. Wow. Yeah. Is this the omen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I saved his, his life. life. <laughs> <laughs> but... This is when we cut to Tommy, who is now playing pool downstairs. Yeah, again, you heard none of that. (laughs) Not a word. You didn't hear any of that. He calls out for Denise as he sinks a ball into the pocket. After not hearing anything back, he throws on his shirt and goes upstairs to investigate. Once upstairs, he finds the remains of the front door, and immediately, it's not looking too good. 
It's not. Yeah. But did you, did you guys see that sick tiger picture that was on the wall? Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. But the cat is in the corner meowing at him, clearly trying to warn him. Yeah. But he just presses on calling out to Denise. The cat's like, get the fuck me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's good (laughs) but as he nervously makes his way into the living room he somehow breezes right past her body hanging right next to him yeah and he says if this is some kind of joke i'm gonna kill her he then turns his head maybe like 20 degrees (laughs) (laughs) and he finds her corpse hanging naked and bleeding he screams hilariously (laughs) but before he can collect himself billy grabs him by the shoulder and throws him across the room Tommy fucking rolls like an action hero. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, not today. (laughs) And he grabs the fire poker from in front of the fireplace. He swings it at Billy, knocking him over a chair. And then when he pops up again, Tommy hits him across the face, knocking him over the railing and down the stairs. Tommy then picks up the phone and connects with the operator asking for the police. (laughs) Yeah. I'm. (laughs) I don't know, man. When was 911 invented? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this? But Billy is apparently, again, full of this super Santa serum because he rocks up (laughs) unharmed, throwing Tommy to the floor. Tommy just watches as Billy snags a cord, wraps it around his neck, and proceeds to strangle him. In the struggle, the two men are on their feet, Billy leaving his legs wide open, and Tommy kicks him right in the ornaments. (laughs) (laughs) Billy, again, somehow unaffected. Yeah. I don't get this. Hits Tommy with the double axe handle and he collapses to the floor. Billy then rips Tommy's shirt off and kicks him in the ribs for good measure. With one final punish, he just hurls Tommy out the window. As Tommy lies dead on the front lawn, Billy retrieves his axe and goes to make his exit. Now, why the fuck is Billy ruining these people's evening? Because he saw titties. Yeah, he knew they were fucking. Yeah. So. Are you telling me that he was just walking by and when she opened the door, he was like, whoop, yeah. whoop. Oh, they're <laughs> fucking. <laughs> like uh, the fucking guard from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose footprints are these? <laughs> Whose titties are these? Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't need a dude, dude like that. He no. was just trying no. to protect his girlfriend he in was. the house. And... Well, a little late, but. Yeah, yeah. I know, but. I think come on, no, man. none of it was necessary. Nobody deserved any of it. My, like, my yeah. thing, I would have loved if one of these people worked at the store or one oh, of these okay. people, like yeah. they came in as yeah, customers yeah. and they were Literally assholes. Right. This is why I say, and the kills are great. Like, don't get me wrong. But this is why I said that it kind of falls apart for me yeah. in the second half. Because if you didn't give me that little taste of like, the angle at the beginning i'd be mm-hmm. like oh, okay this this is just what it right, is right. i wouldn't have had any higher expectations but the fact that billy snaps essentially and then it's just like indiscriminate like i'm yeah. i'm just yeah, well, fucking you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm slaying you yes. know what i mean but that's just me no i think that for me that's the biggest drawback of the i guess second half of the film yeah because you want to see i mean if he's all about punishment right like Why yeah, is punish, he punish specifically? Like, yeah. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. Or at least give him a reason to punish these people. Yeah. It's not that hard. But if she was just punishing him all the time, then maybe he did. There is no who deserves to be punished. That's who fair, too. Because he seemed like he was fucking like terrified of that lady. He so was. anything he yeah. did, he was probably getting the shit end of the stick from her. You he know got what tied mean? to so, his bed for having a nightmare. Yeah. So <laughs> he probably. No, like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he was told not to no, leave his bed. Come on. <laughs> Let's not forget the actual. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Mother T. Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Should have stayed in bed. <laughs> but before Billy can leave, he is spotted by Cindy, who identifies him as Santa Claus. She asks if he brought her a present, and he very creepily asks her if she's been good or if she's been naughty. She says she's been good, and he slowly pulls his blood-stained box cutter from his pocket, asking if she's sure that she's been good. When she says she is, he gives her the box cutter. She looks at it because, honestly, not only is this probably the worst gift she's ever gotten, yeah. but the bar for Santa gifts is pretty high, and this is bullshit. Yeah. An avocado. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but see, so he's not just killing mindlessly. See, he didn't kill the kid. That's where I'm confused. Yeah. But uh, you're right. You're right. If she had said that she was naughty, would he have just... I think no. so. You mean if she had been honest? Yeah. Because every kid's bad sometimes. Yeah. So don't ever be honest to Quote, Santa. unquote, yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. I'll just always say you were good. Yeah. yeah. But he just leaves. And outside we hear Cindy calling out for Denise, but Billy just keeps walking. Yeah. Admiring his handiwork when he finds Tommy's body impaled with glass. If we were um, keeping count of traumatized children, yeah. add There's one another more. One. Yeah. Another tally. <laughs> another tally, Mark. So in their police cruiser, Officer Murphy, played by Richard D. Clark, rides with his partner, Officer Miller, played by Tip Buxell. Murphy can't believe this. It's Christmas Eve, and they've got orders to bring in Santa Claus. They joke that the captain wouldn't be satisfied even if they picked up the real one. He'd send them back out to pick up the Easter Bunny, they say. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Working on his tight five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my fucking job. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing in my head because it just occurred to me maybe the little girl was like willing to accept the box cutter because she was expecting a face full of pull full of pepper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck, this is way better. Is really yeah, I'll take a box <laughs> cutter. I thought I was <laughs> <laughs> But down the street, they find a man in a Santa Claus suit sneaking into the upstairs window of a house with the use of a ladder. The officers bust into the house, breezing right past the confused woman asking them what they're doing. In a bedroom upstairs, we see Santa reaching for a young girl who is lying in bed, and the officers bust open the door, pointing their guns at the man, only to realize that he's the girl's father when the girl wakes up and says, Daddy. So Christmas is forever ruined for this yeah. girl. Another traumatized child. Yes, again. <laughs> it never ends. It's just bad timing, man. Yeah, horrible. But the cops look at each other, embarrassed as hell by their blunder, lowering their guns. It could have been worse. Well, they could have shot. Yeah. yeah. They could have been like, Santa dies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a fun fact that it's ridiculous that I said that is the father in the Santa suit is played by Don Shanks, who not only did the stunts for this film, but in Halloween 5 played Michael Myers. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> but elsewhere, Billy makes his way down an empty road in the dark. He dips into a ditch when he hears a police car behind him, the sirens wailing as they speed past him. But no lights. No. Why not? I mean, why? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> but he sneaks across the road, and nearby, Doug and Jim, a couple of teenage boys played by Vince Massa and John Michael Alvarez, respectively, reach the top of a hill for some sledding. Doug is about to go for it, but he gets a little nervous when he hears some bells jingling in the distance. Jim very oddly asks, did you have a religious experience? Did you pee your pants? I guess it's always one of the two. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But after some more antagonizing from Jim, Doug stops to listen closer to the noise. Suddenly from the trees, out jump Bob and Mac, much older boys played by John Bishop and Richard C. Terry. I was like, are these the kids' dads? Yeah, no, grown-ass men. Yes, grown-ass men. But Jim knows who they are and kindly asks them to get the fuck out of the way. The older boys advance on them, Jim standing his ground, but Bob says they plan to go sledding. 
Jim insults him, and for his efforts, Bob punches him in the stomach and puts him in the old cross-faced chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that what he was like? Oh, yeah, I want to be... What did he call him? Said something, something. Yeah, I wish I could be like you, ugly and stupid. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. That, that wasn't even created. <laughs> the screenwriter's mouthing it from the... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is good shit. <laughs> but I also want to point out that Mac pushes Doug down and he just falls down like a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He did not break his fall at all. Sometimes the smarter thing to do is just, just, just let your just body go, go with it. Lean with it, rock with it. But <laughs> Bob forces Jim to take back his insult, which he does, and is thrown to the snowy ground. The older boys scare the teens off, and they run away into the trees. Mac hops onto the sled and slides joyfully down the hill. Once he reaches the bottom, he calls out for Bob to join him. Bob makes his trip, but before he can reach the bottom... Billy jumps out of the trees, acts at the ready. He screams, naughty, then decapitates Bob. Well, Bob was naughty. Oh, yeah. See, um, this I can get yeah. with. Yeah, but I'm like, you guys are total badasses stealing sleds and sliding Whoa, down the hill. I, like, hear, the fuck? I hear the sled jacking in the neighborhood was getting really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it gets bad yeah. every time this time of year. Oddly, I don't um, know. <laughs> but again, this is like a sled themed death right so I, yeah. it was fine i appreciate they're this. bringing it back it's, yeah. not a, it's not a box cutter <laughs> <laughs> not a box cutter or a deer head for yeah, some reason quite get no, that. if it was a reindeer head mm. you know oh, impaled on rudolph's oh, nose maybe right. what the fuck i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah but somehow it's a straight shot but mac misses the decapitation and waits happily at the bottom of the hill as a sled carrying bob's headless body reaches the end of the ride he screams in a very high-pitched voice when he sees Bob's head tumbling down separately to join his body. I loved that. Like, I was <laughs> yeah, like, no, it was that's good. fucking great. Yeah, it was good. It was pretty good, and the head didn't look too bad. No. Mm-mm. And this is intercut shots of yeah. good film, grainy film. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but Billy stands between the trees, brandishing his bloody axe. I don't know if Mac dies or not. The scene just ends here. I'm sure he does. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just as naughty as... Uh, Crossface chicken wing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bob Backlund. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And his name is Bob. I'm sure. No. He, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he um, hits him with the axe and is like, Timber, like <laughs> Christmas tree. He's got to do sure. something. Yeah. Yeah. It's Christmas theme. <laughs> but the next day at the police station, Captain Rogers, played by H.E.D. Redford. I've never seen three. That's a name. Maybe C.C.H. <laughs> Pounder is the only other. <laughs> but he finds Sister Margaret asleep on a bench inside the building. He calmly wakes her up and she asks if there's been any news. He tells her, all bad. Three more murders. <laughs> all bad. No sugarcoating yeah. to no. be had. Hey, wait. So Mac doesn't, he doesn't die then. Three more. All right. Oh, yeah. Why did he, that's, yeah, Billy, you're fucking yeah. up. <laughs> I don't know. He, he only checked the list once is what happened. <laughs> but he says that Billy has been eluding his men all night. He may be nuts, but he is not stupid. Sister Margaret says that there's logic to what he's doing when you understand his past. Richard says that might help them predict where he'll strike next, and this is when Sister Margaret has a look on her face like she knows exactly where he's going. We cut to the exterior of St. Mary's Home for Orphan Children, where inside, dozens of kids are opening their Christmas presents. Mother Superior, now in a wheelchair, has not changed. She tells the kids to fold and stack the Christmas papers and to write letters to Santa for his visit later on. In an office, a little girl gets off the phone to write her letter, but leaves the phone off the hook as she leaves the room. We zoom in on the phone and hear a dial tone like, yep, that's right. <laughs> Nobody's getting through. Yeah. 
Back at the station, Richards obviously can't get through on the phone, so he tells Sister Margaret that they'll go to the orphanage together after he heads down to the dispatcher. In his cruiser, Officer Barnes, played by Max Robinson, receives the call for all officers to head to the orphanage and shoot to kill if necessary. Back at the orphanage, all the kids are being led outside by Sister Ellen. As soon as they are, from the knees down, we see a man in a Santa suit making his way through the snow. The kids take notice as Santa makes his way up the walkway. Officer Barnes arrives at the orphanage and pulls his car off the road when he sees Santa Claus approaching the children. He busts out of his car, screaming for the kids to get away from him. As Santa reaches to shake the hand of one of the kids or give him candy cane, I don't know what's yeah. going on, Barnes shoots him three times in the back. The kids are traumatized and Sister Ellen rushes them inside. Yeah, you just fucked up another batch of kids. <laughs> now, this is like 15, 20 like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're in the business of making future serial killers. Yeah. Oh, brother, yeah. business is a booming. <laughs> well. I also, I want to point out that we see the boy who was about to get his hand shaken or yeah. get a candy cane or whatever is 14-year-old Ricky played by Alex Burton. So this is Billy's brother. Oh, okay. Right, but he is not 14. He, no. <laughs> no, he's not. He's very calm. He is. I was he's like, like I've seen it before. Yeah. And he's like, this is old hat. This is old Christmas yeah. hat. <laughs> <laughs> but Barnes approaches Santa's corpse cautiously. Over the radio in his police car, Richards and Sister Margaret hear that a man dressed as Santa Claus has been shot and killed at the orphanage and an ambulance is on its way. Richards gives his condolences, but says that at least it's over. Almost immediately, the dispatcher, played by Dan Rogers, calls in, saying that the description of the dead Santa is all wrong. Come to find out, Officer Barnes shot and killed a Father O'Brien who was playing Santa this year for the orphanage. The dispatcher's like, well, Barnes warned him and he didn't turn around, so... I mean, fuck so him, I guess. Fault, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? But come to find out that Father O'Brien is deaf. Why would you have him playing Santa? Why not? <laughs> well, because he can't hear what any of the kids are saying. How are you supposed to respond to them? Well, maybe it was just like a walk-on role. Like you come, you hand out candy canes, and you and leave. And that's it. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I've never played Santa. <laughs> I don't know all it entails. But Richards says Barnes should stay there since the killer is still on the loose. In a shot through a wreath, which is pretty cool, to be honest, Yeah. we watch the ambulance take Father O'Brien's body away. Inside the orphanage, Mother Superior asks how Barnes mistook O'Brien for the killer, considering he was literally dressed as Santa Claus. Instead of telling her that the killer on the loose is dressed as Santa Claus, Barnes just says that Richards will explain everything. But the killer is on his way here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're keeping it so close to the yeah. vest. I have like, no idea. It makes no sense. And I have to point out that the years have not softened Mother Superior. Well, nobody looks any different. Yeah. No. Sister no. Margaret no. looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know 10 years isn't that long, but. Pop a gray wig on. I don't know. Something. Like, I, they I, didn't I, even try. Give her I glasses. Need, yeah. No, <laughs> that's all. That's literally all you have yeah. to do is give her glasses. A tiny pair of Ben Franklin glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised if those were the same kids they used from when Billy no, was No, that's what small. I'm saying because Ricky has not grown. No. no. <laughs> His age is wrong the entire movie and it really <laughs> threw me off. The funny thing to me is that I think at the end credits, only like six or seven kids are credited as that's kids at the orphanage. So you're probably right. <laughs> but Mother Superior tells Barnes that no harm should come to the children, which uh, obviously. Yeah. I don't know why. Right, but the one here harming the children is, is you. you. Yeah. <laughs> like we're talking not... about you. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Barnes calls her sister, which does not sit well. She's like, I earned <laughs> this fucking badge or whatever. <laughs> You know how many kids you got to traumatize yeah. to be mother <laughs> superior? I didn't do all that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but Barnes says that he's going to go check the perimeter and tells her not to let anyone inside if she doesn't know who it is. As Richard speeds to the orphanage and Barnes checks the grounds, Mother Superior attempts to occupy the children. She asks Ricky, who she calls Richard, to fetch her pitch pipe so she can lead them in a song. <laughs> the subtitles? Are you going to talk about that? No good. They, for some reason, said, hand me my harmonica. It's like yeah, never, I did. I was like, what? Nobody, nobody said that. <laughs> I just wanted to point out how fucked up it is that <laughs> these kids literally just witnessed a murder. Yeah, <laughs> they did. She's like, now sing. It's like, what are you doing? Can we go to sleep? <laughs> We've had a, it's been a rough fucking day. Oh, murder. Shit. Like, yes. they saw someone be killed in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's just, I cannot That's with funny. this woman. I can't. But she's really just doing what she's always done. Yeah. I which is not give them the help that they need. Yeah, yeah but this is trauma. She Beyond? was reacting. Yeah. She was reacting to trauma that was experienced not in her presence. Like, yes. you saw this shit. Yeah. I was just like, floored. But Ricky does his asked and brings her the pitch pipe. And she's Harmonica. like. Harmonica. Harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> she says, he's such a good kid. Not at all like his brother, William. It's like, yeah, we know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to tell me. He's the sweet little baby. We know. <laughs> there was a whole song written about him. <laughs> but she blows into the pitch pipe and the kids begin to sing Deck the Halls. Outside, we watch as Barnes makes his way around the building. He checks a door to make sure it's locked and it is. But behind him, a shed door creaks open and closes in a breeze. He notices it and the music swells. He slowly makes his way over and the door swings open on its own. He readies his weapon and looks inside, but finds a staircase leading down into what appears to be a basement. He walks around, clears it, and finds nothing inside. He casually walks upstairs, but as he reaches the top, Billy pops up out of nowhere, swinging his axe right into the chest with his customary punish. Yeah. Which, well, again, what did he do? Yeah. I, I mean, he did kill I, Santa. He did murder yeah. a man that, that did nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> but did Billy see that? Yeah. <laughs> Billy, I, he sees you when, when you're, you're sleeping. sleeping. Like, so when you not really understand. Santa. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he has become Santa. Yeah. I thought um, that too, I though. am become Santa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that what Barn, or no, Sims told him. He's like, if you drink enough, you might. Yeah. yeah. And he came through the other side and yeah. now he's Santa Claus. This part, did it feel like it went on for a really long time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he was Scooby-Doing down there a little he bit. He was. It was yeah, a little yeah. much. But Barnes falls down the stairs, dead, the axe buried in his chest. Billy retrieves it and, for some reason, decapitates a snowman on his way to the front door of the Come orphanage. Come on, now. That's a little much. That snowman didn't yeah. do anything. You know how long it takes to build a snowman? <laughs> I laughed really hard because, according to Diabolique magazine... 99% of what they shot was directly from the script. Mm -hmm. Him decapitating the Santa was the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> that was just something they thought of on the day. But Billy knocks on the front door and some kid called Andrew answers it. Mother Superior's like, where are you going? We need altos. That cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bitch, <laughs> yeah. this is your priority like, right now. Our harmony is going <laughs> <Yeah>. to be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch has ice in her veins, yeah. man. This is crazy. But Andrew just lets Billy in. The kids are excited to see Santa, but Mother Superior tells them to stay away. Billy has his arm around Andrew, but the Mother Superior calls him away. She repeats that there is no Santa Claus, and Billy calls her naughty. She, she is. She yeah, is, yeah. Just kill her. 
<laughs> I laughed really hard because Ricky looks on like, wait, I think I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you look familiar. Very, uh, <laughs> trying to place it. But Billy raises his axe in slow motion, but before he can bring it down, he is shot in the back by Richards. No. <laughs> no. I know, just let him, <laughs> let, let him take Mother yeah. Superior oh, out. One more. Yeah, it's like cutting the head more. off the dragon. Like, yeah. she's, th- it, this all stemmed from her. Yeah. Very fair. Well, it all stemmed from the Santa that well, murdered no, his yeah. family. But, yeah. you know. There's a lot of stems. Shouldn't make, there's a lot of stems. <laughs> but Billy grabs Mother Superior's arm on the way down and she wrenches it away. She's like, get your paws off me, you <laughs> dirty ape. But why can't, look, I understand that he did all this stuff. Yeah. You're still a nun. Yeah. Can't you, like, give nah, last rites or something? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. She's like, fuck them kids. Yeah. She's like, fuck with me again. This yeah. is what happens. Um, these kids have seen two Santas be yeah. murdered in front of them. It's been a rough Christmas. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> But Sister Margaret cradles a dying Billy as somber piano plays, and Billy tells the children that they're safe now. Santa Claus is gone. He then slips into death. He's like, Santa Claus out. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) the camera traces Billy's bloody axe, rising up to settle on the furious face of Ricky, who glares at Mother Superior and simply says... Naughty. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. kill her. It's <laughs> like, it's your turn. Yeah. It's an origin story. Yeah. This is clearly a setup for a sequel. Right. Which does come later, which... Is yeah. is Ricky the one that says, no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. But this is when the music goes fucking insane. Oh, yeah. And then the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of Silent Night, Deadly Night? Um... There's no hiding it. I like this movie. <laughs> I, I I would even go as far to say that I kind of love this movie. Really? Um, I know it's not anything fantastic and the film's changing. <laughs> really hurt it for me. But mm-hmm. I fucking had a blast. Like this was this was great. Like I would watch this again. Yeah. Right now. Like right <laughs> the fuck now. Like I'm not even like this is this is fun. And it's not like I said. There, don't go in thinking like, "Oh man, this no. is no, don't, it, yeah, yeah, it's don't." Just, uh, I'm sure he had a reason for the killings, but uh, we don't know. Um, so, <laughs> but they were not fine. made clear. Yeah. No, they were not. Um, what set it over the top for me was them making every fucking song <laughs> for this movie. That's a like, lot, dude. I, I, they, and they go hard as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great. And they uh, do not need to. No, at no, all. They did uh, that for us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the montage was perfect. That was like, <laughs> that was that was something I didn't know I needed. <laughs> like, uh, like, that was, uh, it was good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems. The end is, a, is you know what I mean? It, yeah. it is what it is. Uh but I I loved the shit out of this movie, and I'm fucking surprised. But even when you told me, when you had texted me, babe, and you were like, you're going to like this movie. I knew you would. I, yeah, I was like, this is fucking great. I also had a blast watching it. I think I had even more fun the second time I watched it because... You can just kind of sit back and just <laughs> accept it for what it is yeah. because you know what's coming. Um, it has a lot of problems. Oh, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's not be delusional here. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's almost got something of an identity crisis to me. But right. if you just take it for what it is, I think that it's going to be added into my Christmas rotation because 
and I can't speak for any sequels, but this one yeah. was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. The cherry and the frosting is that montage yeah. and the, the soundtrack. <laughs> I just <laughs> I can't say enough how much I love and appreciate it. <laughs> um, the kills were fun and oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just fun. Like, don't, like you said, don't go into yeah. this expecting more than what it is. It's just a fucking fun slasher. Mm-hmm. That's, that's no it. more, no yeah. less. That's yeah. what it is. I this movie was not as awful as I expected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Because again, Silent Night, Deadly Night has a reputation, right? Yeah, but I is it's, is that I think it's because of the sequel. Like, that's what I was uh, gonna say. Is okay. that because of Silent Night, Deadly Night proper, or because of its garbage day? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of Garbage Day. I my thing is that this film for me. I know you're supposed to have a lot of fun with it. Right. But they're tackling a lot of serious they shit. They are. No, yeah. And then being like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, never mind. <laughs> Let's just hang people just, with uh, fucking Christmas lights. lights. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just feel like it's very, I don't want to say confused. Right. I just think that they should have, if they want it to be a fucking blasty blast, mm-hmm. just make it fun. Don't right. you don't have to add in like all the psychology yeah. and stuff. No, I agree. And when you tease me with it, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. And, and then was, they're like, psych. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Turns out there was coal in my stock. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? But no, I mean, I don't hate it. I just think that for me, it didn't hit the heights that I hoped it would, that it was mm-hmm. almost setting up to. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, it's hard to be disappointed by a movie called Silent Night, no Deadly shit. Night. Because <laughs> even just the title is ridiculous. Right. Because that's not even a saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that can lead us into ratings. Uh, on the positive side, I think that the first portion is really good. And for me, again, it seems like there's going to be this real focus on psychology. Right. I enjoy some of the kills. I still don't understand a lot like with My Bloody Valentine, what's so bad about these kills Right. that you have to edit them yeah. down? Yeah. Oh, and this shit. is, we're really yeah. in a heyday here yeah. of pretty gory slash. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't understand either. I think that some of the performances are surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mother Superior. Yeah. Sister Margaret yeah she gives oh, yeah. a good performance and she showed up when she really didn't have <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> uh some of the camera work is fun i would prefer that they had done some cooler stuff like let the dude do some evil yeah. dead if yeah. he wants oh, to yeah. but i guess uh Cellier was not down for that shit but on the negative side i called out the acting on the positive i have to call out the acting again <laughs> <laughs> on the negative I, I feel like my biggest problem with the film is it's just some random murders at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It doesn't really seem to have a lot of context, no real message, kind of just something to watch and laugh, which isn't a bad thing. Right. But I feel like if you're setting it up for him to be killing these people for being naughty, mm-hmm. yeah. give him a reason for being naughty. For sure. Right. What did Mrs. Randall do? What did Mr. Sims do? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were there. Yeah. It's like they were bosses. That's <laughs> all it takes. Management. But... I, I mean, I don't know. So I'm I'm pretty torn when it comes to my score. I was between two numbers. And since we had a ridiculous amount of fun yeah. yes. talking about it, I think I'm going to go with the higher number. All right. And so it may seem a little low, but just bear with me. <laughs> Please don't hate me. And this is the higher one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 10 salacious slangs, I am going to give Silent Night, Deadly Night 5.5 salacious slangs out of 10 damn (laughs) no that's about what i thought i i mean i feel like because i i wanted to give it a five but i feel like there's some fun stuff here yeah yeah the music's a blast right 
I just can't go higher because I really feel like it just falls apart at the end. It, and it does. Uh, no, I it, agree yeah. with you. Like, if they would have kept it and given reasons for these kills, right. this would be a 6, 6.5, possibly. Yeah. But the fact that they're just like, no, he's just murking people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, cool. And dress as Santa Claus. I got it. But uh, yeah, so that's that's me. Uh, please don't put anything awful in my stocking. But, don't, <laughs> but I will now open the floor to you. I agree with your issues with mm. the film. Oh, yeah. I, uh-huh. I, um, I share them. Um, the big issue for me was the teasing of now this is going to be deep. And yeah. it's like, sorry. <laughs> like, they're just like, no, we're, we're just, um, we're going nuts. Uh, but if I don't, if I take away that expectation of something more, this is just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set themselves up for that disappointment, but yeah. uh, you know, it's called fucking sunset. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Me, that yeah. this is going to be anything more than that. But, um, like I said, I, I had a number the first time I watched it and I watched it a second time and I, I'm giving it a half a point more because, <laughs> because of the fucking soundtrack yeah. man. <laughs> because of that goddamn montage, because I was like, as I was watching, even the first time as I was watching it, I was like, it, it gets, it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> like I, fl- and it, it, this is no house. Okay. I was going to say, but yeah. I flashed on the montage in house right. with the song that has no, no business being no, there. None. I think I'm just um my love of house has really made me appreciate <laughs> moments like that. Uh-huh. But and you said yours is a bit low. Mine's probably a bit generous, but I had so much fun talking about it. Yeah. And it's just a fucking fun movie to watch. Um so okay, all that being said, on a scale from 1 to 10 salacious slayings I gave Silent Night, Deadly Night, seven. Holy oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> Ten, just because <laughs> they did not. Again, it's a point five for the soundtrack and yeah. for that montage alone. Because <laughs> I I came to the table with the 6.5. Right. Or uh-huh. The first time I watched it, I was like, that's a 6.5. I had fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's not exactly cerebral. Right. But really, what am I expecting sitting yeah. down to watch this? But fuck man that montage <laughs> I'm, I'm a sucker i <laughs> i'll fully admit it yeah um i i will start off by saying that i a thousand percent agree with you on what's wrong with the movie mm-hmm. um but i will also go on to say that i love this movie <laughs> <laughs> i knew um, you yeah, would. yeah this this is right up my alley <laughs> like this is this is I understand what you mean, like when you're saying like the way they started it and you wanted it to kind of yeah. stay like that. I, I, I don't care. Like I, <laughs> I do enjoy movies like that. Like, like we all like hereditary. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But like these movies, I don't want to think just show me some crazy shit. Show me some, uh, some kids, you know, fucking and getting killed. Show me <laughs> some guy going to walk his dog and now he's dead. You know what I mean? Just, I just, you know, and, yeah. and I do get it. The back end is a little weird, but it um, is. it's, it, it, it is the music that like, I was like, this is, this is so <laughs> crazy. It's fantastic. Like, I, I don't know what it was about the movie. I was like, this is fucking like, I had stars in my eyes. I was like, and it wasn't until, cause I, 
thought I had a number when I watched it. And then mm-hmm. when we rewatched it again, like you said, getting to sit there and just enjoy it without having to take a break and you know what I mean? Take notes or look up something or whatever. Yeah. Sitting there watching again. I was like, I fucking like this movie. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't understand. I was like, I don't know what the charm of it is. What the, I was like, but I, I was even surprised. Uh-huh. Like I was like, I fucking like this. I was like, holy shit. So for me, on a scale from one to ten, salacious slings, I'm gonna give Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> We're all leaned in. <laughs> eight. Wow. Out of ten. This movie <laughs> was so good to me. I I won't even lie. If we go when we go to Half Price Books, if I can find it, I'll buy it. <laughs> if not, I'll order the son of a bitch. Mm. Like the movie, this is great. Like I said, because I I don't I do enjoy other movies that have messages or how you know what I mean have yeah. to do with like uh, like you said if this was all about PTSD or whatever then yeah. I I can dig it you know what I mean but this is I don't want to think just show me some crazy shit I'm gonna laugh I'm gonna what you know what I mean yeah uh, like the music like I said <laughs> I, I, I can't say enough and uh, again if I've learned anything about myself from Prince of Darkness right the music like sets a tone yeah and I was like damn they're getting it so at the same time somebody's dying <laughs> you're dancing I'm like, yeah I'm like all right that baby's crying because it's mom and dad just got killed little baby <laughs> I'm sitting there like fuck yeah. I will never understand yeah. that. <laughs> it's like it get it, baby, but the baby's crying. Yeah, he's not getting it. The baby's crying, but the baby's yeah, his parents are dead. But... Cheer up, kid. Don't you hear the fucking yeah. song? Yeah. Like, See how I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. This movie was fucking fun, and I'm I'm like super happy that we got to watch it and cover it. That that's yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. So thank you, Patreon, yes, thank from you. the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. like for real. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic you saved christmas yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's all from us at pod mortem what would you rate silent night deadly night and what should we watch next let us know on twitter at the pod mortem don't forget to follow us on instagram and like us on facebook be sure to follow each of us on twitter at travis mwh at blood and smoke and at real streeter 84 please consider pledging to our patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our wendigo getter patrons and remember When it comes to mental health, seeking help in the present can be a true gift in the future. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned until after the music. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Getter patrons. Hey. Thank you. On the warm side of the door, (laughs) baby. (laughs) Special thank you to Chris Ontiveros. Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Houston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggy, William Berry, Brittany, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Garrett Rogers, Jordan Roberts, 
and Danielle Peralta. Thank you all so much. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And to all a good night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> we do want to thank you all, and we appreciate you for supporting us, even when we've been naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, like the Santa. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking tired that was man it. yeah that's let's all. get some cookies and go to bed <laughs> <laughs> and some fight milk there you go yeah until next time <laughs>